Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yes, God. Yes, God. Praise you. We float to you, God. Oh, man.
Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Morning, morning. Yeah. <laughs> Already uh, drunk my coffee and uh, ran out of creamer, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sipping on water now, so it's still good. <laughs> That's the worst, right? When you're not prepared for that. I love flavored creamer too. I just. Do you? Uh, yeah. what, what's your jam? Uh, usually French vanilla, a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Sorry about that. No, I already had one cup, so I'm good. But, yeah. Uh, I could drink um, coffee all day long, and then uh, I realized after one cup, I'm like, yeah, I should probably stop that. <laughs> I, I used to, um, when I, I was working um, as a truck driver, and I had crazy hours. I had to get up at like 1.30 in the morning to yep. go to work. And I was barely getting any sleep, so I would come home at night. I get home late, and I do a podcast late, and I drink coffee at night. Yeah, I was so exhausted, I could drink the co- coffee almost for comfort, and then I could just go to sleep because I was so exhausted. And yeah. now I'm doing the podcasting and doing music full time. When I try to uh, when I try to still do that, it doesn't work. Like I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as exhausted as I used to be, so I just can't fall asleep. Yeah, I meant to tell you that um, I was listening to to some of your podcasts and your story. We actually kind of had similar stories, um, but it's like it's uh, when you make. I made that transition to I was uh, in private aviation, so I totally get what you're saying. It's like any sort of transportation gig, like you're going yeah. 24/7, <laughs> right? Like you've got days that are 36, like 48 hours long, and yeah, yeah. you need that coffee, and you just keep going, and you just keep going. And it's so mental. Like, you know, people yeah. ask, like, how do you do it? And it's just like, man, it's like mind over matter. But then I made the transition, too, where I was like, that's just enough. It's just enough. Like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so now it's like same thing. It's like one cup of coffee and I'm like running pretty high. And I'm like, man, remember the days like I get to do it all day long. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss it. <laughs> I don't miss it either. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss it. Uh, it's crazy. Like you said, I, I, it would, I would be so exhausted because I would literally only get a couple hours of sleep a night yeah. and get up and do it again. And, um, at the end of the day, I didn't want to talk to nobody. Like even at the store, my wife would ask me to go to the grocery store and pick something up. I'm like, I ah, dude, I don't want to go. Not that I don't want to go to the store, but I don't want to deal with people because I'm so foggy headed. Cause I'm so tired. And yes. So. Oh my God. I could totally relate where like everyone in my circle would know like, Oh man, she got home and like give her like three days to like readjust or something like that. And yeah, you really kind of just like shut yourself out from the world. You got to do what you got to do to make it happen, though. You got to yeah, make those part of it. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. I guess some some notes I could, we can go by. Um, yeah. Is there any any points that you wanted to to bring out? You wanted me to touch on? I know we we usually do it just as a free flow conversation, but um. I mean, I wouldn't want to bring up any subjects if you have don't really have much experience. You know, we, we talk a lot about aliens and UFOs and stuff like that as well. Do you have any encounters yeah. with that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing's off limits with me for sure. Like, you know, so, I mean, let's talk about it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I keep up with cosmic disclosure and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean... I mean, I've missed a lot, but then I'm also, you know, I'm like a foot in, foot out kind of, kind of gal. Like, (laughs) yeah, like I'm a believer in all of that stuff. So, um, 
like when I have the time, I, I love catching up on it. Uh, yeah. So, and nothing's like, nothing's off limits for me to okay. talk about. I could always, I could trust me. Like I could pull anything out <laughs> yeah. talk about it. All right, um, cool. Yeah. 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 So I'm cool about that. Awesome. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and start sharing this stuff on social media. Um, cause people yeah. can call in and stuff like that too. So yeah. Try to share the links out. Do you have any experience with um, psychedelics or mushrooms or anything like that? I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I do. <laughs> we could talk about that too. Okay. <laughs> I just tried to do a microdose a while ago and I think I ate too much. <laughs> How long a while ago? Um, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. What's a microdose for you? Um, Around a gram, mm-hmm. gram and a half. Hopefully, I'll be okay. I think I will. It usually just lets you loosen up, be more talkative, yeah. be more sensitive like, and stuff. I got your back if you if you <laughs> pass out on me. Yeah, I, I should back. be. I should be good. Yeah, I just started. <laughs> I should be good. Just to let you know, though, so you're cool. Man. I should be okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm all about it. I've got uh, man, I've got like a whole coffee canister uh in my house of uh like humboldt mushrooms i should send you some that my yeah. brother from humboldt yeah um yeah <laughs> i should be good though i should be good i just as you know it's all, every time you you take mushrooms there's always that question did i eat too much like oh, every time yeah, right and yeah. you know what and every type has a different effect too yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you're in mobile alabama is that yeah yeah, yeah. My da- um, did I hear that you're from New Orleans as well? Yeah, originally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My dad's from New Orleans, so uh, cool. uh, yeah, yeah. So I've got. Where are you at? I'm in Southern California, where okay. uh, basically where all like the mudslides and fires are. Yeah, that's yeah. my home. <laughs> yeah, that's my home. Um, so is there is there a market for mushrooms down there, or is it um, you have to outsource? Well. <laughs> Friends have to. Uh, we have friends yeah. that grow. Yeah, they. Yeah. Grow, yeah. There's. I mean, there's a pretty. I mean, I mean, I've got friends that grow all things in in Alabama. So I think. Great. I mean, I guess every state has their community. Yeah. Um. I just have a small community. I really stick. I really stick to just me and me and a couple friends who, who I've been building with for years. Yeah. Kind of been on this journey together, and then the podcast just opens it up to thousands of people. You know, so yeah. that's really cool. But um. I interviewed a guy from um, North Alabama from a place called Warrior, Alabama. I don't know if you've seen that one, but he has, he's a, a, a Christian minister, but he has a um, psychedelic church where they, it's like a native American church is what they call it. And they, yeah. They actually have a license in Alabama to, to have um, ayahuasca, um, peyote, psilocybin, mushrooms, everything there yeah. he's just a couple hours away i'm gonna go probably see him do yeah you're gonna do like a Malaka, like retreat or something kind of yeah. Like, yeah yeah so he does yeah. that there yep yeah. Hey, at, at, yeah and it's, it's it's cool it's, it's at a christian church too 
<laughs> oh my God. I love like the dichotomy of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I make them mad. I, I make them mad. Cause I talk about Jesus a lot and they get mad. They'd rather me just like either talk about mushrooms or talk about aliens, but don't talk about Jesus and mushroom and aliens together. Oh, but listen. I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of us see Jesus through it, you know, know. exactly. <laughs> that's what, that's my and scapegoat, you, man. You know? Yeah, no. And, uh, well, we'll get on it later, but my name's actually Crystal Sunshine, and I was actually named after my dad's favorite LSD. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So I've got I've got strong family roots in the whole society, but yeah, yeah. No, I haven't done ayahuasca yet, though. But I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I haven't either. But my my mushroom experiences felt like it was what they say the ayahuasca stuff was. Yeah, I feel like it must go deeper because, like, my experience is always like super positive uh, with mushrooms, and I feel uh-huh. like with ayahuasca it's like man like your shadow comes oh. out like the, and i'm like what if yeah. you look that much dark what if i work through shit i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm interested though yeah I, i'm really interested. but i want it to be the real deal there's everybody who has the the pills you know the pill form and stuff i'm like uh i don't know if i trust that if i'm gonna do ayahuasca i want it to be done the right yeah. way you know yeah, like I almost want to go down into the jungle and like central or south america and like do the whole thing mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and share this out and we'll go live. Um, It'll be about a minute and a half of uh, silence. You won't be able to hear it. It'll be the intro playing. And then um, then I'll just do my little intro spiel. Thank the supporters and we'll go right in the dialogue. um, I think one of the the bigger subjects we like to cover, because I think a lot of people who are into psychic abilities, spirituality and stuff like that, they know that they have. Like they, they listen to the podcast, they listen to um, the different psychic teachers on YouTube and Facebook because they feel the same way. So yeah. lot, I think a lot of uh, stuff we could talk about that resonates is actually how people can come into their own of knowing that they're psychic as well. And those voices and those uh, energies that they're feeling, the imagination and stuff, and how to actually hone in on that and bring it into manifestation, how we actually interact with that realm. So that'd be something we can go yeah. into. Yeah, and then I, because I'm actually a teacher, so then I can kind of plug, um, plug my 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 classes if you don't mind. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, so we'll go ahead and go live now, and uh, like I said, about a minute and a half of silence. Let's see. Cool. Make sure everything looks good. I'm gonna be right back. Okay.
Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, True Seeker. This is the True Seeker Podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, thank you to all the new listeners that we have. The numbers are increasing with every episode. Really cool. Uh, within the last week, we moved up to the number two spot in the spirituality category on iTunes. That's a big deal. Thank you, guys. Couldn't do it without you. Thank you, everybody who is sharing and supporting the the work, the podcast, the music, everything that I'm a part of. Um, thank you for everybody who is supporting over at um, Patreon. Uh, everybody uh, who is supporting, you get uh, extra podcasts. You get access to something new that we're starting here, which is called the School of the Mystics. We're doing it every Thursday night. It's kind of going to be like the hands-on part of the podcast to where everybody who uh, is reaching out, I'm getting emails and messages in my inbox daily of people's lives who are being changed simply by uh, being a part of the show, finding this show, and it's changing your life. It's not me. I'm just a part of the collective, uh, the energy, uh, the awakening that's happening globally. I just got the phone with a friend of mine who I've been doing this with for a long time and just mentioned the fact that they used to get on to me for talking about mushroom encounters uh, openly. They used to get on to me for talking about aliens and UFOs and psychic abilities openly because you have your personal life and then you have your professional life, your job and your family and friends and all that stuff. And I couldn't separate the two. Like it's powerful to me. I can't like find the keys to, to um, happiness, the keys to, of something that is tangible that you can apply to your life and not share it with you. So they used to get on to me for talking about this stuff, but now I understand why the podcast is flourishing because I'm talking about this stuff. I guess resonating with a lot of people. And the reason it is because not a lot of people are talking about it from the position that I approach it from where I come from a religious background, dealing with Christianity coming out of the church, still have a faith in, in Jesus, still have a faith in Christ haven't forsaken that, but it's the fact that I can still be a Christian. I could still be a follower of God and use psilocybin. Um, different friends who are, you know, they, they smoke marijuana. Um, we can be Christians and talk about UFOs and aliens in a good light and not have to demonize everything. So I've seen that being vocal about my truth and what it's led to the numbers are increasing, man. I, I understand what's happening. Thank you guys for supporting. Those of you guys who want to get on board, become a part of the School of the Mystics, what we're doing every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, head on over to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. You can sign up from any level from a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you're able to do. Anything helps. And at any level of giving, you get access. Thursday nights, we're going to be doing hands-on activation, prayer, meditation, um, and we're just going to be being uh, candid and open with one another in a, in a private setting where it's not going to be broadcast live or nothing like that. It's going to be something private. So if that interests you and you're looking to build with a community, 
Uh, this, I see the chat chat room filling up already. I know a lot of you guys are going to be there. Adam Starseed Bay, working with him. He's going to be doing some teachings and activations as well with me. So make sure you do that. You also get access to my entire discography, which is 10 plus albums and all of the new music. And I'm uploading new music pretty much weekly. So if you want that stuff, patreon.com backslash truth seeker. Thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. It means the world that you guys believe in what I'm doing. Our guest today someone who reached out to me. I checked out her, her website and, and her work, and I felt like she would be a perfect uh, addition uh, to the podcast repertoire. I feel like she has something beautiful to bring to the table, especially when it comes to learning how to activate and uh, your psychic abilities. We're all born with them. These are energies that we've been feeling since we were children. And a lot of people don't know what's going on. You think it's all in your head. You think it's your imagination or your mind playing tricks on you. But really what it is is you're sensitive to the other realms. Crystal Sunshine, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so, uh, I'm so honored to be here today. I'm, I'm super excited. And, man, I just love your story. I love your story. I completely resonate with it. And I love that you're speaking your truth. And... I'm always preaching that it's it's matter of like when you live your truth, when you completely are integrated with your higher self, with your mind, body, spirit, when you're completely integrated, it's like you can't, you can't resist not speaking what's on your mind. So, so I'm really honored to be here. So I, I really admire you. Yeah. So thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on the show. That I think that's really where the power is. And I, I've mentioned it in several episodes back, but um, looking at certain people, and it doesn't matter what your calling is or what you're drawn to do. Um, I have friends who are doing uh, what they love to do for a living. They're doing what they were born to do, they're, what they were destined to do. And it kind of moved me to envy in a good way, an envy to uh, do something about it. Cause you know, I was driving a truck. I was, you know, I yeah. was working for somebody else. So, uh, but I knew there was something greater for me and, um, and it, it, it moved me to envy. So to see people doing what they love to do, speaking their truth with no repercussions and just being themselves, that right there is, is attractive. And, uh, it, it should move us all to envy, right? Yeah, well, it's aspire and inspire, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's what what's going on. And yeah, and you hope that like you completely inspire me. Like I was listening to your story about like how you gave up that gig, and I completely resonated with it because that's my story too. And really, like the more that you connect with people, like you realize like we all share so many similar stories, right? I'm in California, you're in Alabama, but here we are like completely meeting on such, you know, um, a similar level. You know, my family's from the South as well. It's like, you know, I, I gave up my corporate gig, you know, I was tired of, you know, making donuts for someone else and like mm -hmm. someone else like dictating my life. And we had similar stories. I was a, I was a private flight attendant. And so, you know, anytime you're in transportation, like, <laughs> like Derek and I, it's like, you know, your days could be 48 hours long and you're just going and going and going. And you do, it's easy to lose sight of like what your true desire is, you know, because you're so tired and you're just living someone else's truth. And I was just ready. Like, um, you know, I had a very financially stable job, you know, I was making a lot of money and I, like my soul was not happy. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I was not able to be 
who I was at home. It was like, it was two different people. And I think a lot of people really live that story where it's like, they've got the work persona and then they have the home life persona. And it's really hard to be happy unless all of those are integrated. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, I could not be happier. I mean, the financial struggle is totally different, (laughs) but like, I feel that I, it's worth it now though, versus on the, when you're struggling on the other way, working at a job, you don't want to be at and then juggling bills versus, okay, this is why I'm put here. Let me juggle these bills. I know it's looking crazy, but you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Right. And you end up just having faith, right? Like it's all just going to work out. You know, it's like when you're on the right path and you know that, and like you said, it doesn't have to be that you're in metaphysics or anything like that. Exactly. On the right path, like you're, no matter what you're doing, that it, yeah. it just kind of comes easy. And even though like there's certain struggles, it's like you just kind of end up having faith that it's like, no, you know what? It feels so right. It feels so good. And I know it's all going to work out. right? <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest um, ones for me was um, going to a tattoo shop. There's a tattoo yeah. shop over here in Daphne um, called the Bell Rose Tattoo. And they did a lot of my work and me and my wife. And, and um, just to see the spirit there, they're happy they're doing what they were put here to do and it's like man i gotta go to work tomorrow for and i'm dreading it i don't want to go there i remember like sunday evenings just like that dread like oh my god i don't want this day to end just because i had to go and 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 clock in at two o'clock in the morning is what i was doing this is insane yeah, just completely accept your solar plexus, right? Yeah. I look back at that time, because same thing, I'd get up at 2.30 in the morning to leave for work. And I now look back, like the holidays this year was like a real reflection time for me to like look back on like what my life was a year or two years ago. And it felt so foreign, almost like I had stepped into another body, right? Like now I'm finally who I am. And I look back a year or two ago and I'm like, wow, that anxiety energy I was running, same thing. Like I didn't want to, I knew I had to go to bed early because I had to get up so early, but it's like, you just don't want that day to end because you don't really want to see what the reality is. And how sad is that? And that's really like how, well, mainly America really lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, so and, and, and I think the reason we're, we're talking about this, we're rejoicing in this is because this is something attainable for everyone. Um, if you have to cut your bills back, if you have to, uh, w- whatever you have to do to kind of minimize that cost of living per month, drop it down and then take that step of faith. Do it when the, the timing is right. I say do it when the timing was right. I was trying to do it and then was kind of kicked off, kind of, <laughs> kind of forced into it. Yeah, but, but uh, that is, that was divine intervention, right? <laughs> that, that happens for a lot of people because some of us are too scared to kind of step out of that boat. So we have to be pushed. Yeah, but, um, it'll help. Sometimes it helps. It, all of a sudden, if you notice like something abrupt, if it, you have an abrupt change, I always think that's divine timing because mm-hmm. you want to get off that pot. <laughs> yep. I'm, it's, it's too comfortable. Like it's too, like I, I had a certain go, I had a certain number in mind of like patron supporters. Okay. Yeah. If my patron supporters uh, take the place of my paycheck, then I can do it full time. And I'm nowhere close to that. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it, when I first started. Um, but now everybody's coming out the woodwork to support. Right. So it's awesome. But you have this, this, this perfect, the way of like an easy, smooth transition. And yeah. it's usually not like that. That's the whole step of faith, the whole trusting God, you know? That's it. Yeah. What I always teach is uh, like when I, uh, I have a class on manifestation and what I always teach is don't worry. You can't worry about the how 
you only yeah. focus on the what, right? Exactly. Like you're focusing on the how, like I've got to have, you know, X amount of supporters, <laughs> right? You are yeah. totally focused on the how and not the what, right? So if you can like focus on the what and it's all going to work out, like the how in between, you know, that's when kind of spirit just kind of takes over and, you know, the universe kind of works its magic because it's never what you set yourself up to, to, to pursue, to want, I guess, that how is never really how you came up with it. I think the the two greatest uh, days in a person's life is, uh, you know, the day that you're born and then the day that you find out why you were born, what you were put here to do, you know, and, um, and it it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. And if if you want a podcast, if you want to be a healer, so many people who are watching, they have the gift of healing and and those abilities. They haven't even stepped out yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's why us talking about, what what this podcast is designed to do practical ways for you to do that for you to step out financially from under a job and and, and do that or to try to start getting clients you got to start somewhere everybody's in different uh places in this walk so um that that's what it's about it's about recognizing the energy where you are with the timing um so many people are empathic but you can you and it's fighting against them they right. can't go out in public. They can't go to Walmart because they feel the energies. Yeah. But when once you're able to work with those energies and respond to it, you can essentially see miracles be done in the marketplace, in Walmart, in the doctor's office, wherever you are. And once you feel those energies, discern it and kind of see what they need, what that person needs, even if it's just a kind word, like you can be so sensitive that everywhere you go, you bring about change. And so that's why um, we're doing this podcast today. Let's talk a, a little bit about that. How did the psychic abilities and things like that start in your life? Was it something that you were experiencing as a child? Many people do. Yeah, well, you know, all of us experience it as children, you know, because it's really, it's our innate ability. It's who we are. It's just like learning how to walk. It's part of our body. We have an entire chakra, our sixth chakra, that's completely dedicated to clairvoyance. You know, I mean, we are designed to do this. And it's just, we, um, most of us, I mean, there's a small percentage that, you know, we, um, where parents have nurtured their children to allow them to develop that over time. But most of us don't, you know, most of our parents teach us, you know, what their, their version of success is, you know, how to be an external human being, not so much an internal human being, you know, when they teach us how to walk, when they teach us how to talk, they're not teaching us how to develop our, our third eye. They're not teaching us how to communicate telepathically. You know, it's not, but I think that we're starting to change that. I don't yeah. think it's our lifetime or, you know, our children's lifetime, but I do think that we're, you know, the movement that's really changing that, but yeah, we all have it as children. And I was one of those kids that, um, uh, I just knew everything like my clear cognizance, which is in your seventh chakra. Like I just knew everything and for no reason, you know, I, I was a small, like three-year-old kid that just knew things. And however, my siblings were really annoyed with me (laughs) and I just never really had like, you know, an answer for it. And so like, I always knew things and I always felt things. I'm very, very clear sentient. So I always felt things like I was a really sensitive kid. Um, And then I did, like, I had a lot of, just like a lot of kids, you know, a lot of what quote unquote imaginary friends, but the reality Mm -hmm. is, you know, those are, you know, your spirit team. And when you're a kid, you're just a lot more open to it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, was that similar for you? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it, cause it's, it's, 
it all runs together. Like it's just a, a natural part of life. You have these weird thoughts, you have these weird experiences and you don't want to tell nobody about them or if it's with shadow beings and stuff. Like I was having those experiences as a, as a kid, like almost a toddler, like four years old, yeah. having these experiences with beings walking in my room and getting on top of me and stuff and trying to suffocate me, just crazy stuff going on. That's intense. As a little kid. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I don't, and I, I try to question it. Like, like my mom and my grandmother and stuff, they were involved in, you know what I'm saying? Witchcraft, yeah. like, like doing spells and hexes on people, like uh-huh. bad stuff, really. You're so yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing because they're from New Orleans. Like it was normal. Part it's, of who you are. I, I, I would hear them talk to friends on the phone and say, Hey girl, you got some black candles. Yeah. I got to get this, this chick. She's uh talking crap. I'm like, I'm a little kid. And that's a normal phone call from my mom. And it kind of faded away. Now she doesn't really do much, but when I was a kid, that was something they were doing. And then I'm reminded of all the people that yeah. were in and out of the house. Like they would have parties and stuff too. And they're just different people that bring different energies with them and they would get blackout drunk and pass out in front of me as a kid. And that stuff went on in, in the house. And then, at nighttime, weird stuff would happen. I don't yeah. know what, what was going on. You know what I'm saying? But I have to try to make those connections there. Don't you think, um, like I see all of that, those people actually brought those energies in. And then those energies were kind of testing you because you're a kid. You're open to it. Yeah. You know, adults aren't open to it as much. So I feel like it was just more like the energy that was coming in your house. Yeah. It probably felt like it was flowing in and out as well. Like it wasn't always there. Like it, it came yeah. through things. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just a couple of times where stuff happened that, you know, what I'm saying left a mark on me like for the I'll remember that for the rest of my life. And I'm doing what I'm doing today because of something that happened when I was four, you know. Right. Well, isn't that like the beauty of it all? Like I always say, uh, you know, it's like you come from the wounded healer and, you know, mm-hmm. and all of us that have come here to really like raise the vibration and like really do, you know, this work you have to have the background of the wounded healer. Otherwise you don't really know. Um, You know, you can't see light all the time. You have to go through the dark, you know, to really see the light and like how you want to raise things and how you want a better world. It's like, you really, the unfortunate side is you do have to have, you know, that darker experience a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, it, it just raises the questions of like, which demons do we cast out and which demons do we try to rebuke versus the demons that we try to learn from. And they're sent here to us for a reason and for a season to teach us something like I've made peace with my, my demons in the past. I'm thankful that, yeah. that, that those things happen because I would not be the person that I am today. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And it, it, all of that struggle and, and the dark stuff that we go through is to learn lessons is maybe to have compassion for others who are stuck in that place, you know, definitely uh, it's something to learn from, but I'm, I've made peace with, with my past demons, even though when I was going through that stuff, like I wouldn't, there, there's no way, like I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but now I'm thankful for that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's hard to see it while you're in it. I don't yeah. think anyone ever sees it. While <laughs> in it right. It's just, <laughs> you got to, well, I think you get better. I think even yeah. though I think now a lot of times I'm, I, I'm, I have vision now. So a lot of times now when I'm going through a situation, I'll know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take this test and I'm going to be stuck here until I learn the lesson. What is the lesson? Oh, right. that's the lesson. Let me apply it. Let me walk in forgiveness and love and healing to those who have wronged me. 
and it's, you know what I'm saying? It's on to the next chapter, the, yeah. the next testing. And so now you kind of, you kind of get familiar with it and you're able to kind of speak out in faith to people who are going to it, you know what I'm saying? Going through it. Uh, yeah. Even with the whole, um, you know what I'm saying? Money and finance situation. And I've, I've been at a place where I lost my job in the past and I, I panicked like, Oh, how am I going to pay bills? How am I going to do this? And then a, a unexpected check will show up or right. something will happen. Or I'll, I'll work one day with, with a friend and make uh, more money than I was making in two weeks in one day, just these miracles. And I was, you know what? God got me, God got me. So there's no reason for me to freak out and panic. Like I'm a son. Like I don't have to worry where my next meal's coming from. So to be able to learn those principles and see our friends and family going through the same things that we've been through. We're like, Hey, hold on. Don't freak out. The first thing you do is don't panic. God got you. It's going to be okay. You know? Yeah, no. And that just shows spiritual growth. You know, yeah. that just shows like immense spiritual growth to be able to, I'm the same way now too. It's like, you know, but you have to go through all those experiences to actually achieve spiritual growth, you know, and it's a constant work in progress, but you're kind of able to like, just view it and say like, okay, I'm in this lesson for this reason. And then you can work it energetically too. Like everything can be worked metaphysically and energetically. And like, when you do go in that fear mode, you know, you do have to kind of check yourself because fear just creates fear, you know, and the universe wants to create whatever you're asking for. So when you're sitting there saying, I don't have enough money for my mortgage, you know, the universe is going to be like, all right, let's, let's make that happen, right? Yeah. Let's make sure you don't have enough money for your mortgage. Yeah. And so it's like, you really have to like, check yourself and be like, no, you know what, like, God does have my back, like the universe has my back. And like, you do, you just have to like shift that perspective. And don't you find that like, everything just is a matter of like working that energy and like shifting that perspective, right? And kind of just like, yeah, almost like a little tweak, like just move that energy a bit. Right. Yeah, definitely. There's a, you know, every, you know, I've studied the scriptures for years and come from a the Christian background, but um, you know what I'm saying? The Bible is full of a bunch of metaphysical stuff, a bunch yeah, of yeah. some, some beautiful esoteric stuff. So when, when you talk about that, my, my mind always goes back to the scripture says that the promises of God are yes and amen. And it essentially mm-hmm. is like whatever you're putting out, the universe is saying, yes, amen. Yeah. This is so be it. This is going to happen. So if you're Say focusing yes. on, yes. if you're focusing on the negativity, if you're focusing on the, the questions and the despair and rumors and, and you're just feeding into that stuff. But if you shift it, you begin to see, and it's all about faith. It's all that that's a lesson too, because until you see breakthrough happen there, you're going to still be stuck in the rut, but you know, you know what? My words are powerful and I'm going to, I'm going to speak my way out of this situation. I'm going to create this with my breath. I'm going to create this with the life that's given to me. And then once it starts happening, you know, this, this is working. Yeah. Every time I, I get in that place, even though I feel depressed, let me speak my way out of it. Let me bless this life that I want for myself. Let me bless my future. Let me bless my podcast. I do it for my podcast. I thank God in, in, in a spirit yeah. of gratitude. And I think the, the, the prime creator that, um, what that this podcast is helping people, it's changing people's lives and things. And guess what? My inbox in turn gets flooded with uh, in, uh, inbox messages where it's, the podcast is changing people's lives. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that as a coincidence. Like we're yeah. creating this. Yeah. We're co-creators with God is what the scripture says. That's co-creators. It. 
say yes and be grateful. That's yes and amen, right? Like mm-hmm. say your say your gratitude every single morning, and it's hard to have a bad day. It is. You know, right? Like even if you've had one of those nights where it's like you're you've stayed up because like you're so worried about things, it's like wake up and just be like, I'm so thankful for the roof over my head. I'm so thankful for this bed I'm in. Right? And it really yep. does shift your perspective. Yeah. You are like, I mean, we're all living in this picture of the on the earth plane, right? It's just like a picture that we're just being able to co-create along the way. Like we're so powerful and we don't even know it, you know, and that's all you had to do. You put it out to the universe that like, listen, like I want to change lives and like, this is what I want to do and provide an avenue for me to change lives, for me to inspire, for me to aspire, you know? And you also, you know, receive teachers along the way and you are a teacher along the way, you know, and you're totally creating that. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's about, it's about um, bringing it into the now moment is essentially yeah. what we're talking about. We see people like Eckhart Tolle, who's a millionaire off of teaching people how to bring uh, their life and their perspective into the now moment. Cause there's no such thing as tomorrow. Jesus even says, be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't shift your consciousness outside of your, yourself to like, you know what I'm saying? Six, six weeks from now. And I, and I, I see that in my life. I used to play in, in a, a, a band, a metal band, and um, we would have gigs coming up and the gig may be a month out. And yeah. I was just over, over, um, overly zealous consumed for this concert to come up. It was a big concert. And I'm like, man, I can't wait. So every day I'm thinking, every day and I'm, I'm just focusing all my energy on that and then it comes and it goes and then i'm like oh well that was uh anticlimactic you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so but but it shows me it's like man i wasted a lot of time putting a lot of energy in something that w- was going to happen anyway and um but it, it shows you just being anxious for for something it takes you out of the now moment because your mind isn't on what we're doing now having a conversation no matter who you're you're with be present, focus on your breath, focus on the things in your life that are, 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 are blessings that you're grateful for, live life with the attitude of gratitude, but to stay in that now moment. Cause that's where, that's where the magic is. That's where stuff happens. Now it's not tomorrow. It's not like, man, I hope to one day be a good rapper or, or I hope, hope to one day be a healer. Like that was my, my whole thing with the whole um, psilocybin journey was shifting outside myself. And I heard God, I heard the voice of the spirit say, you already are a healer. Yeah. And you're not going to be a healer. You already are. And begin to show me things in my life that man, like people are being healed. People are being set free through, through the music, through, through the mm-hmm. prayers and through the, the podcast and everything that we're doing and stuff. And it, it shifts the perspective perspective. Yeah. Cause there's no such thing as time. There is yeah. no tomorrow. It's about right now. And we can only manifest in present time. We can, this is our optimum manifestation is being in present time. And it's like, you just have to take that deep breath, like you said, and just be in the center of your head, you know, master controller of your seat. And that's where it happens. And we're the only animals on this planet that live in anxiety. And it's because we, we just go unconscious and we think about tomorrow. We think about the past. We're the only animals that do that. You know, that's why we're so anxious. You know, that's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so much about worry and about doubt and about fear and how they're, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're powerful for one thing to be true. So for faith, belief, understanding, uh, creating 
for all that to be true, the opposite has to be true as well. Like, yeah. so doubt, fear, unbelief, worry, and anxiety, all of these things um, are true as well. And you have to pick, you have to uh, consciously pick which, what, what you're going to cater to and what you're going to walk in daily. And uh, regardless of the, cir- the circumstance, um, the whole definition of, of faith in general is um, to see the things that are not as though they were, to be able to see uh, the things that you want to create and picture it in your mind's eye. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. Wow. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I love that. When it comes to, um, so you had these encounters as a kid and it was just something that came naturally. So when did it kind of move to the next level as far as getting serious or acting out that you know that I'm going to pursue this? There's something more there than just a kid with an overactive imagination <laughs> right, as, as right. far as the psychic, psychic ability is, is concerned. Yeah. Well, you know, I moved into my teenage years and my twenties and I actually forgot all about it. You know, I had to go through my wounded healer phase. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to go through a lot of stuff and then it was, um, I'm for, I'm almost 43 now, but, um, in my, I got married, divorced. I went through the whole thing And I just completely lost myself. Like it was a complete out-of-body experience almost for like, you know, 15 years. And then once, so about 10 years now, um, so I must have been about 32, 33, and I got a divorce. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, who am I? Like, who am I? Like, I just had this huge awakening and I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Like that little girl that knew everything and like was had such an imagination and believed in like unicorns and mermaids like that girl didn't exist anymore and it's like who you know I believed in magic and fairies and I worked with the fairies and like that girl was just gone and so I went through this huge transformation of like trying to find myself again and I knew that like traditional therapy just wasn't it like I knew that I had to like really hit everything on a soul level like I had to go deep to like really find myself again and discover myself again so So it was about, yeah, about 10 years ago now, about 11 years ago, where I just like completely dug deep into like all spirituality. It was just like, I was just like a student of the earth and like the heavens. And I was like, just give me every bit of knowledge, like just allow me to just be. And that's when it just like all started like flooding back in. So it's been about 10, 11 years. And then of course I went to like, yeah you know, I'm a formally trained clairvoyant. So I went through a lot of classes and, you know, like a year and a half worth of training just to like work on my third eye. And so it's like, I I really started, like, I, I kind of like just started to shed the layers, you know, it's like, it was therapy for me. And then it turned into so much more than just therapy. You know, it's like, I was able to like uncover everything and then I was able to discover. And then, so it's like, once I was there, I was able to then start like just building on like, no, you know, this is like who I want to become. And it's like, I was down and then it's now, now I'm like building that pyramid of like just lifting up. So, yeah, you know, but I do want to say like, um, you know, we talk about like being the healer and like, you know, your life path and things like things like that. Like I have a lot of clients that come to me that exactly like you, they said, you know, like I want to be a healer. I want to do that. And what people don't realize, like they don't give themselves enough credit that no matter what they're doing, like if they're walking on the street and they look someone in the eye and they say, hey, like, hey, man, like have a great day. Like you're a healer. Like you're touching someone's face and a healing is really just about shifting space. 
And so people get a little like, um, you know, down, like, oh, I need to do this professionally or I need to do things. And it's like, what people don't understand is like their light is within and they carry it with whatever they do. Like your tattoo artist, you know, they're all healers over there. They're all carrying their light, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be professional space. Yeah. Yeah. To be a professional healer like that. I lay hands on people and heal them or do Reiki or something like you can, you can bring healing in so many different ways. My my wife works with uh, disabled children on um, horseback therapy. And uh, she, she, she absolutely loves it. And uh, she's, she's pretty much living her dream doing that, you know, and um, it's awesome. And and healing, healing comes back to, you know what I'm saying? So many different places. And it's just you being your authentic self, whatever that is. Yeah. And it doesn't need approval. Hopefully it's, it's something good. I believe it's something good. I don't think your authentic self is someone who's a, a bad, mean, horrible person who, pisses everybody off and stuff like that. I think it's something that is of love and light for everybody. I think that's across the board. But when you find out who that is and what you want to do, I think that those, those uh, energies as far as healing and, and, and love and light will help to build that and to, and to actually walk in it full time. If you want to do it, if you want to be a full time healer, I mean, there's so many people watching who, I get the messages. They, you know what I'm saying? They want to be a healer. And it's the same. That's what we're telling you. Same thing. Spirit told us you already are. You already are a healer. Focus on that. Focus on what works. Don't, don't do what works for me. You got to find out what works for you. What are you good at? You might not be good at podcasting. You might not be good at rapping. Like this is my story. I'm, I'm embracing it. And whatever your story is, if you like to cook, do it. And, and be happy and, and that energy, whatever creates that sacred space for you. You know what I'm saying? And tap into that flow state. Learn yeah. how to do it, man. Yeah, because even, say, for the example of cooking, it's like you can carry, you could raise that vibration of that food. You could create something beautiful. And then everyone that's going to have this food is just going to be carrying this high vibration. You know, it's in everything that we do. And I think that, um, like, when you really do find what, your soul like really signed up to to experience it starts to flow easy and it may be something that you never saw yourself doing like I never thought that I would be a professional psychic and like teaching metaphysics I was always into it it always interests me but I never thought that like I would be doing it professionally and then it just steps the universe is like yeah no (laughs) yeah you are (laughs) and and it's beautiful and honestly and that's like what we're talking about don't worry about the how focus on the what like I knew I wanted to um I knew I wanted to follow my heart's path and I didn't really even know what my heart's path was like I knew that I wanted to be at home and I'm sure that's important for you too after you have a life of always being on the road (laughs) like you know, being home to me, like yeah. the word is luxurious. Like it mm-hmm. is so luxurious just to be home. And of course, that's not everyone else's journey. But it's like I really wanted to follow my heart path and I really wanted to help people. And I really wanted to to be a teacher and meaning like not even a professional teacher. Like I wanted like to share knowledge and like really there was a reason why I was, you know, I came to this world uh, you know, being a positive girl, you know, I am a positive girl, not annoyingly, but it's like, Hey, you know, there's, there's a light to everything, like shine your light. Like 
I think part of my work is allowing everyone to shine their light bright, you know, like never, never dull anyone's light. Like we all have this beautiful light that, that it's, it's our right to shine bright. You know, uh, I never want to throw dust on anyone's path, you know? So yeah. 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 I think, so, I, yeah. Think, I think the power kind of comes from uh, being a creator. Like if we're, if we're made in the image and likeness of a creator, then there's this um, inward longing to create stuff and a, and a, a satisfaction and a gratitude that comes when we birth something that didn't exist. When I, when I get done with a song and it's something, it's a good one. I feel really good about it. Like I'm able to share it with the world and other people are having like spiritual encounters and mystical experiences by listening to my music. But then it, it goes, it didn't exist like that. I created it. I birthed it into this reality. I went to the ether, the dream state and brought it into this reality, something that didn't exist. And it's, and it's for, like we're saying, the tattoo artist who, who comes up with a a, a painting or, or puts art on somebody's body, someone who bakes something, someone who creates. And I think maybe that's what, what we're, we're longing to do. We're longing to imitate the creator and we want to create something. And um, hopefully it's good stuff. You know, people create, yeah. create bad stuff all the time. And, and, and I don't know if they're, if they're happy with creating it, but I know they're happy with the paychecks and stuff that comes from creating bad stuff. But to that, that experience, and I think, I'm, I think I'm resonating with some people when I say that, of just wanting to create, wanting to birth something that didn't exist until you breathe into it. Because it feels so good right? It feels good to be the creator. And I think what you said was absolutely beautiful about like, um, it's that whole image of, you know, that God's within us and that whole image of I am God, you know, we are mimicking the creator. We are God. Like I am God. Like that's, that was a huge step for me to like step (laughs) out. Like, you know, I live on the beach here and it's like step out on the beach and like put my arms out and be like, I am God. Like Mm -hmm. it is a beautiful thing to say and you do feel it and it is a beautiful creation space to to live in and oh my god it feels so good to create it's like you plant that little seed and you water it and you nurture it and you know it takes time like yeah. everyone thinks like okay well i put it out to the universe and like yeah. and I answer that. well it's like that seed that you're planting like you've got to water it every day you the sun has to come on it you know you have to nurture it it may be a year before it grows and then it may be three years before it bears fruit like it's it's a beautiful thing and creation happens on its own time. And, Oh my God, I love creating too. And that's like what inspires me. Like my friends, they say, Oh my God, like you never stop. And it's like, it doesn't feel like work. Like, I think that's when you know you're on your right path. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. It doesn't feel like work. It's like, Oh man, I don't mind. Like, I don't mind these like 16 hour days. I minded <laughs> the 16 hour days when I was flying, <laughs> yeah. but I don't mind it now because it's like, I'm creating what I want to create and hopefully inspiring people along the way, mm-hmm. you know? And then that's when it just doesn't feel like work is when that's yeah. my impression. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When you, when you're able to do it and, uh, and it doesn't feel like work. Um, there's the whole, the whole side of it that, uh, it, we're talking about the spiritual aspect of creating. So, I mean, obviously someone can, can, you know, just easily paint a picture and there's no connection there. They're, they're, they're birthing something, but there's like yeah. a spiritual aspect of it that, that, that we see that we connect with, um, with, creating and but then there's the practical side as well and just like we're talking about with healing there's the spirit the the really deep hands-on reiki 
moving energy, um, helping people out with uh, curses spoken over them, negative um, mindsets and stuff like that, really deep spirituality. But it all comes back to something very practical as well. Like you said, just saying hello to somebody, telling somebody, um, you know, hope, you know saying, wishing them well on their day, whatever it is, giving somebody a hug, shaking somebody's hand, looking them in the eye, whatever, whatever the case is, it, it gets deep, but it always comes back to being practical. And I'll always mention, like, I don't really talk about conspiracy theories too much anymore because it's a theory. Like, it's not tangible. It's not practical. We can't bring it into our lives and see change and see manifestation. We're just talking about uh, theories. And I, I like to deal with truth. And I think that what we're talking about has the ability to uh, to change people's lives. And we're seeing that. So it's as spiritual as you want to make it, because everything is. And I, I, I know we, I don't think we over-spiritualize it, but if it if it doesn't if you can't take your your spirituality and bring it into practicality for somebody's life man then i, I really don't want nothing to do with it but i think that's yeah. what it's about right bringing it into the um um now moment and being able to uh bring it into our just like day to day right yeah yeah well yeah and you know in spirituality like cuz i read energy and like when i read that someone's running like a spirituality spirituality energy you know, um, it's a hard thing to define because spirituality is so individualized and spirituality is so within and like your spirituality is not my spirituality. And it's like, it's all about like not living up to anyone else's expectations. It's about go within and find out what is your spirituality. And that doesn't even, you don't ever have to say the word God in your spirituality. You know, you can, you can, your world is your world and like whatever you want to create and that's your spirituality, like go for it, man. Right. Like if that's what makes you feel good, go for it. And that's your truth. And I think that's the beauty of spirituality and the beauty of like what we're moving towards and stuff and kind of, um, you know, maybe stepping away from like organized uh, temples and religions and congregations, even though that works for some people and yeah. that's wonderful for them, you know, but the reality is that you are your own temple. So however you want to experience your spirituality, like I'm all for it. You know, for me, it's like, I'm out on the water. Like um, I have a little bulldog and we, we hit the waves together. And like, that's the moment of like when I'm closest with nature and like, that's where my meditation space. And that's actually where I get my major downloads. And so mm. that's my spirituality. Yeah. And that's what works for you. And yeah. it's working. So you can share it, but you can share that with others with confidence because mm -hmm. it's actually working, you know, because yeah. I'm integrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So I just encourage people like go out and like, just go out and find it. Like you'll, it'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some, and, and, and we got people who look up to us and um, uh, well, I say us, we have a lot of different people in our circles and stuff and different healers and, and, uh, uh, missionaries and stuff yeah. who who are all who, who are all powerful and then we have friends who who listen and they I don't know if they get confused but we all do it differently mm -hmm. and they're like I guess they're stuck like I don't know if I should listen to you or do it like you or do it like you or do it like you and I say look I don't want you to do it like me I think you're supposed to learn from all of us whoever's in your life you you're learning from whether it's something you want to apply or 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 push it away right? The, um, so w whatever is works for you. If I bring something to the table that works, apply it to your life. See if it's tangible. Um, 
anybody, I don't, I don't care who it is, but if you try it out and it's, it's falling on its face, it doesn't work for you. Keep it moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. You don't have to be another spitting image of another person and adopt. I think coming out of religion teaches us that, that, though, that we have to like agree to the tenets and do it this way and this way and this way. And if I don't do it, then I won't be accepted or I'm doing it wrong. Right. Right. So much judgment. Mm hmm. And I think that's hard as human beings, like we have to deprogram ourselves against that judgment because we've all been raised, our generation, I mean, we've all been raised with some sort of foundation. You know, even if it wasn't a congregation, it was some sort of foundation that you were programmed to believe in, right? Whether it was anti, whether it was this or that, you know, it's some foundation you were programmed. And that's the whole thing. We were just programmed. And the world shouldn't be about judgment. Like you shouldn't feel resistance when you're starting to dive into spirituality, you shouldn't feel any resistance. Try it on, try it on, see what it feels like for you. And, you know, and do a body check on yourself. Like, am I getting like a sick pit in my stomach? Oh, that's my solar plexus. Okay. Maybe that dress isn't right for me. You know, let me try something else, you know, and it'll find you, it'll find you. But yeah, judgment is one of those things where I'm like, Oh, it bugs me so much. Like I just, (laughs) you know, and we just, it's, we're so programmed to judge other people. Yeah. It's um, yeah. You, you have to go through it to learn not to do it a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Like I try, I try my hardest not to bring about division or crush somebody's dreams. Even if I don't agree with like everything a person's doing, I try to do it gracefully, I don't try to tear a person down because I've been there. Like I've been the person who has been the one that, Hey, stay away from that guy. He's this. When I was coming out of Christianity, I was the evangelist and stuff. And then when I started talking about aliens or psychic abilities or having this podcast interviewing people who, who believed in this kind of stuff, um, it was a weird trans transition for me. Um, just because I thought it would open up dialogue, from a biblical perspective with these people in the church realm, but it didn't, it kind of like backfired on me. Like there was having, there was conversation being had, but I wasn't a part of it. It was just about me, you know? (laughs) They weren't for you. They were against you. Yeah. And like being real empathic, like you can feel that you can feel when groups of people are gossiping about you. And then there was times like I tried to go back and visit the particular church yeah, and people couldn't look me in the eyes, and I was like, "Hey, it's just it's the same me. I still believe this stuff. I've been believing. I just I'm just vocal about it now. Like nothing's changed, yeah. you know. But okay. they look at me and be like, oh my God, you're here. I'm like, hey, what's what y'all been doing? You know? yeah. And don't you, <laughs> you know? think that it's just their own fear? It is. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah, definitely is. Well, yeah. it's the it's the fear that they're wrong. Uh huh. If truth seeker is right, then I'm wrong. And right. so they've given their life to follow a doctrine. They've given their, they've, they've paid money. They yeah. pay a lot of money and, but they've, they've pledged their, their, not only their life, but their afterlife. Yeah. So if they, they've been lied to about something, they've pledged their life and given their eternal salvation over into, and you're a threat to that. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's very fearful. Yeah. I mean, we've all had to kind of reach, reach those levels to where, we, we're in the unlearning process and we have to break down everything that we've learned. I, I mean, I did that coming into my awakening, even with the Bible and everything I've, I've taught. Cause you have your, your essential core truths and you're like, I'm just praying, getting along with God. Like, God, you teach me. I don't want to remember nothing. These people taught me if it's not of you, if it's, if it's, if it's not true. 
and you have to break down and kind of give a reason just for your own self of why you believe what you believe and go through it. Okay. Do I, is this true? Let me research it. Let me look it up. Okay. And just kind of build yourself again from, from the ground up. And essentially, yeah. <laughs> essentially you got to be born again. You know what I'm saying? You got to do it all over again. It's a valid, you, know? you know, that's a valid phrase. Born again. <laughs> like all of us, like coming into this have been born again yep. in form or another, maybe not the traditional sense. Of yeah, form, exactly. Form or another, you know, and I just appreciate it when someone is a free thinker, you know, when someone actually thinks for themselves. And I think that's, the downside of, um, and don't get me wrong, like I think um, a lot of people respond really, really well in organized religion exactly, and I yeah. that it works for them. But um, I think a lot of people, they're not free thinking what their views are as far as religion goes. You know, so I, I completely admire you that you like stepped out and you were just like, listen, like, these are the thoughts that are going on in my head. Like these are my downloads that I'm receiving and I'm just going to live my authentic truth. And that takes a lot of balls. I mean, that takes like a lot of cojones to get out there and like know that you're going to have opposition and, and to just say it. So yeah, I went, I went through a lot to, you know what I'm saying? To be where I am. And I'm vocal about it because I'm reading the chat room right now. There's a bunch of people watching on YouTube live um, because they're in, the position that I was in, you know, six years ago, like they're going through it now. They're having the awakening. They're having UFO encounters, alien encounters. They have other, um, um, other sacred texts that appeal to them, other religious teachers that don't claim. And, and so they're having this awakening that's outside of the box, but if they're vocal about it, you're going to get the boot to the back of the, the back of the head. They're going to like, it's, it's nasty the way they do it. Even if it's, what's what it's kind of been called ghosting now where they don't even, they just don't even talk to you. You're just, you don't exist. It's not like they, it's not like they make a formal statement, but that that's hard on people, man. Like this is your family, you know? Yeah. Well, it's basically taking like the rug from underneath you, like ripping the foundation. And I don't know, like the whole dichotomy of it, of like, you know, God is supposed to be there to support you and love you for no matter what. And my, and so it's very difficult for me to hear, <laughs> like, I'm happy my lesson wasn't to go through what you went through with that. You know, I mean, because that's really hard. Like, this is who you identified with. And then it's like, all of a sudden, you seek up something different. <laughs> and then like, your foundations ripped over. And it's like, hey, what happened to like, God has my back, or yeah. you know, that we are supposed to love our brother. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's scripture love thy brother heck yeah um <laughs> it, it was hard going through it but i have to not play the victim and once i once i can can look at it from their perspective okay you have a doctrine you have a belief system you have a system that's helping people it's healing people and then you got this other guy coming bringing something different challenging this person i've, I've become a threat yeah so they have to kind of find some way to deal with that person or to shun them. And their way is just to tell everybody to stay away from them. Like there was never no conversation with me. I've never had a conversation with the pastor about anything I believe or nothing like that, or, or, or really not, you know what I'm saying? Not even people of the, of the congregations and stuff. Like it was just like, I'm open for the world. Like all my belief system is documented on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's posting on Facebook, which is a big one, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think, 
I think in, 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 in their case, they're justified because they had to protect something. And um, so anybody who's going through that, just look, man, you guys are a threat to their system. You're not going to, and people want to try to stay there. Like, Oh, I'm going to stay there, man. I'm getting fed here spiritually. I really cope. Well, I said, bro, you can't be yourself. Like if, if these people believe, if these find these people find out, I got a buddy of mine who's working on the album. It's out now. Watchmen. He would go to church and he, he loved it. And they would, they would, they got to a point where they were talking down about me not wanting to go to church. And I was like, bro, I can't, I'm a threat to these people, bro. Um, and, and you are too. If, if these people find out that you're working on a, an album about ET contact and aliens and UFOs and the Kundalini spirit and oh, meditation, if they find out that you're doing that, they're going to cut your head off. It's over for you, bro. Only fear and love exist. You know, that's it. it, it that's it. Yeah. It's a, you got to get out of there, man. You, gotta, you can't, you can't, you can't it's like, it's like people trying to, trying to, uh, join politics to change it from the inside out and stuff. Like I can be a change. Like, man, what you're going to eventually see that they're, that, <laughs> you know, they're going to change you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, within, and I know it sounds like super cheesy and cliche, but listen, like if you want to change the world, like just, you can do like grassroots go on and just start changing yourself and look like take you for example it's like I'm just going to start like bringing content out and like hopefully like you know stimulating conversation yeah. and like it's a grassroots movement and like look how many lives you're impacting you know like I mean I think now is the grassroots movement you know like yeah. it's corporations that we kind of have to shy away from and it's the grassroots movement so yeah so now uh, I'm curious about like uh, all your uh, your alien contacts and stuff as far as like, well, you're the host. Go for it. You do what you want. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, I'm just uh, so because I work with a few uh, like I have an ascension guide that's actually uh-huh. like an eighth dimension. And so I'm just curious, like when you get your, you know, like ET contacts or like, you know, ET downloads, that sort of a thing. uh do you find that it's from like the, a higher vibration, a higher dimension, and like you're getting like very uh, like yeah. ascension, like activations and that yeah. sort of a thing? And it's not like the fear based of like time ago where it was like, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. Heck yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really against that stuff as far as like the, you know what I'm saying? The whole fear um, as far as like alien abductions or any, anything like that. Like I think a lot of that stuff was just, was, was done by the government to put, fear and hysteria in that community so that when you see a craft or you see a light in the sky, you won't try to contact it. You won't try to signal it. Like there's cases of people signaling it. And I talk about it in my, in, in some of my songs that um, talking about going out with the lasers and shooting the lasers up at these lights yeah. that are, that are in out, outer space pretty much, you know? And, uh, but, but you know what I'm saying? For me, from a Christian perspective, that's where I approached it. It was all studying angels. Mm-hmm. first it was they were all demons because that's where um the, the christian perspective on ufos is that they're all demonic anything out there in space is is a, an alien demon and uh so I, I studied it from that perspective for a long time but i seen it was just super duper biased and it would ignore facts and stuff you know and i was like man these people have an agenda like this all isn't demonic like what i'm researching is showing that the that these are angelic you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I be, just began to kind of open up my, my research and, and to different people. Um, James Gilliland, which I just had on the podcast. Um, 
he was he was a big one for me, Dr. Stephen Greer. There was a guy who's 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 passed passed now, but uh, he had a uh, Patrick Cook. He had a website called BibleUFO.com, and it was just like his wife ended up deleting it once he passed, which kind of sucks. But um, it was slam full of biblical scriptures that would describe what they believe to be UFOs and these encounters with these angelic beings that almost seemed um, like you're dealing with technology and, and stuff and, and so many obscure biblical passages. And I would research that stuff. And then there was historical documents dating back from like the 1800s of people uh, seeing UFOs and stuff. And so I just began to do the research for what it was and then go out under the night sky and try to make contact. And I'm pray- talking to God, I'm praying, you know, if these are what I'm researching in the Bible as the Elohim uh, or the, the um, cherubim or the seraphim, which are mentioned of in the Bible of different types of, of angelic hosts. Um, the word seraphim means the fiery ones, right. the ones who are made out of fire. And then I'm going out there stargazing, praying, talking to God, connecting. Yeah. And I see a fiery chariot fly by and stop on a dime. And I'm like, that chills. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was, that was life changing. And I didn't know who to talk to about. I couldn't talk to my pastor about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I started the podcast, you know, and I reached out to James Gillen and his staff and people, I would call in the podcast. The uh-huh. podcasts were big for me. I would find people who were, were all types of faith. I'd call Hindu podcasts. I've called, called the, the Egyptology where people are talking about, just like ascending talking about the same thing that we're talking about in Christianity, but it's just worded differently. And I was able to see that. Yeah. I was able to see that. Yeah. It's just a picture, you know, when you actually do it, say you lay all these religions out on the line on a completely horizontal path, like there's, they all build off of each other. They all have similarities. It's just too big of a picture to, to think that there's just one dominant one. Yeah. And each yeah. one thinks that they're the only way, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and they're saying the same thing. And I noticed that like, I could, I could, I could teach the teachings of Jesus, but not, or even Paul, the apostle, some of his yeah. teachings, but I would reword them. I wouldn't quote them as chapter and verse and stuff. I would just give you the spirit of it and what it meant. And people would resonate with it. Like I would go on so many talk shows and stuff and people would resonate with it, but the church crowd would get mad because I misquoted it or I said it differently. And they're like, they're like, and they would get mad. It's, like, it's the same essence. I'm saying the same thing, but I, I didn't preface it the way that you wanted. It just showed me the dogma. Like you don't really care what's being said. You, you, you care more about how it's being said. Like yeah. he's talking about love and acceptance and uh, showing grace to those who don't deserve grace showing love and, 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 and mercy to those who feel like they don't deserve it. Like that's the, the message of Jesus. Like, like now that we're doing that in a way that's non-judgmental, why are you getting mad? And I just seen people lash out over the yeah. years. So, you know, I gotta, I gotta step back, man. And um, just, just do what works. Like those, this stuff works for me. And, uh, and, it, and Jesus taught it, Paul taught it. And so did all the other religions. They, they all taught it. And, um, uh, and it's beautiful. And that's, that's what it's about for me. So whether it was dealing with UFOs or going out there and I, and I just seen, and there was just, just a span of probably a year, year and a half where I just had so much activity of yeah. seeing craft and then the telepathic communication comes. Uh-huh. Um, and then 
a lot. The downloads, and then yeah. it was like, okay, I'm seeing all this at night, and I'm I want to know for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going, out, I'm not going out there for to start a podcast. I'm not going out there for nobody else. I'm going, I'm spending hours under the stars for myself um, to know what how the universe works, what's happening, mm-hmm. and I've seen it. I, 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 I've seen so much, and um, it's it's. It, and then I wanted to see it during the day because it's like, okay, if you're having these sightings at night, it could easily be a plane. It could easily be a satellite. Let me see something during the day. Look at and you. Then, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then I started seeing it. I wanted to make sure I'm not – because, like, you have this expectation that's crazy. And then when when you're out there stargazing and the plane's coming, you're like, maybe it's a UFO. And you're like, oh, it's a plane. Like, everybody does that. So you got to yeah. kind of catch yourself, you know, uh, j- just to make sure. But I've seen stuff that would blow your mind. Yeah. I'd see, like – fleets of ufos come out of nowhere a fleet of them and they would do shapes and formations and then they would just disappear and and leave during the day like i've seen this stuff and then there's downloads and it's insane like something's going on yeah well you opened yourself up you opened up the communication yeah all you have to do is look up it's been going on over our heads the entire time but we're so consumed and it's symbolic about spiritually being consumed with the things of this earth and our own pleasures and our own uh, egos and things like that. All we have to do is just stop, take a few minutes and focus and just look up. Mm-hmm. Anybody can have these encounters. I'm not special. Like I didn't like everybody can do this, you know, and that's what, that's what I try to, if that's what you want, do it. You have to do the work, but it's, it's yeah. available for you. If you want to know that what we're saying is true, try it. Yeah. It's tested. Like it, it, something's going on. But then the, it's the whole scenario about wh- how do you interpret that? Well, you're contacting demons or you're contacting angels. And But I've got the scriptures and the teachings and lines about how alien, I mean, UFOs or angels have been contacted. And that's what they, they are for me. They're all just, you know what I'm saying, different types of angels that are watching over us and yeah. communicating and stuff. So. Yeah. And really it's about focusing your awareness. Right. And that's mm-hmm. almost how all of this spirituality works. Like that's how clairvoyance works too. You just focus your awareness, you know, as humans, we tend to be focusing our awareness on tomorrow or, you know, the next concert or you know, a month from now or looking down or focusing on like, I got to get to work on time. We focus on other things, but you just focused your awareness on what you wanted to focus your awareness on. And there mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. I want to, I want to address a, uh, a, um, a comment in the chat room. This is, this is from a, this is from a good friend of mine, Kenny Rideout. And I, I, I've done some teachings on this in the, in the past, but they were since removed on my old channel years ago. But uh, Kenny Rideout, which is a good friend of mine, he says, even Satan can appear as an angel of light. Got to be careful of the, of great deception to fool even the elect. Um, yep. If it were possible to fool even the elect. Uh, I want to address that scripture because that's, that's one that comes up um, in the, uh, angel and um, alien debate about a- angels and aliens and demons. And I just want to address that. Like if we're looking at the context of scripture, that sounds good. Uh, the scripture says that even Satan and his ministers are transformed as angels of light. Uh-huh. And so when we're into the supernatural, we're into aliens and demons. We think that that's talking about um, a light being or an entity that comes as an angel of light and, and appears to you or an alien in outer space. That's really a demon that uh, appears as an angel of light. It looks beautiful. It looks like a woman with a flowing dress or something that is pleasing to the eyes. And so that's where, that's where the Christian church 
sees that. But if we, I want to point that out because in the context of that, if you read it, it says that even Satan can appear as an angel of light, and even his his uh, his servants as ministers of righteousness. That's talking about pastors. Yeah. Like if we read that in the context, yeah. it's talking about preachers that are deceiving people that are that have malicious intent, but they appear as angels of light. The word angel means messenger. And when it's being used there in the context, he's talking about false prophets. He's talking about people who come come to you uh, with the Bible, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. That's exactly what he's talking about. I can see where it, w- it would be appealing to think that it was talking about entities there, and that would be cool. And maybe the, the principle is still true. Maybe a demon can come to you, but that scripture is not talking about entities. That scripture is talking about ministers of righteousness. It's talking about preachers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. wanted to clear that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he says, okay, but, but it could be angels as well. It could be angels as well. It could be, but right there, it's talking about preachers, the whole, the whole warning that demons come as angels of light. That's a, it's talking about pastors and, and false prophets who are coming deceiving the people there. Mm-hmm. But there's a, but there's a lot more to it. I mean, there, there, there's other scriptures that talk about, um, what is it um, that, you know, people getting into the worshiping of angels, right? So there's that too. You begin to worship an angel or worship a messenger, a minister. There's people who worship ministers, gurus. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I just, I feel that um, I don't, I don't believe in worshiping, you know, a guru or putting anyone up on a pedestal thinking that they're higher than anyone else, right? I do believe in like, we're all here for this human experience. You know, we all have this beautiful light body inside of us. And we're all here for this beautiful experience. And once you start idolizing, you know, something else and putting your energy into idolizing something else, um, I don't know, you know, I feel like it kind of stunts your spiritual growth a little bit, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but we always have this like veneration for people who've helped us though, especially early on, you know what? And there's a thing, I know I'm getting all religious here, but there's a thing in like, in in like the church circles, they call it being church hurt is when like the pastor does something or the congregation does something to you and you get offended and leave the church. Usually I've seen that happen when um, someone's a baby Christian or they just get into religion. And this, this could be, you know what I'm saying? Universal for Islam, Hinduism, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? New age circles. It doesn't matter. But when you yeah. have your faith in that person and that person does something wrong, like uh, we, we've seen them like, well, there's a pastor gets caught stealing money. Let's just say that or going outside of his marriage or whatever the case is. And then the, the person who was following them, they quit believing in God. They, their, their whole faith is shattered because of this man this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, they put this person on this platform and this person fell. And now, now your, your faith in God is shaken off of a, the actions of another man. And that shows you that their faith was in that person. And there's so many people and they don't even know it though. Like if you come into it, it's, Hey, pastor, this, Hey, pastor, that, Hey, that. And you're just kind of in that club. Oh yeah. I believe this because pastor or whatever. And people find themselves there so often, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that goes back to the be be a free thinker, you know, 
be a free thinker. You know, I, I mean, of course, like we're all, we're always going to like have people that inspire us. Right. And we're always going to look up to people and like, like I find so much inspiration in you. Am I going to idolize you? Hey, I mean, as much as maybe, but, <laughs> but probably not, you know, like yeah. I'm not going to put all of my faith into, into someone's word. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if you can like take everything with a little bit of a, you know, grain of salt, yeah. You know, I think that's when you kind of get yourself into, you kind of dig yourself a little bit of hole is when you idolize, you know, and really put all your expectation and all your faith into one being. And the reality is, is that we're all human and we're all going to F up, right? Like we're all going to like just fuck up at some point, right? (laughs) And we might as well be in our master controller seat and like we can handle a lot better if we ourselves fuck up because we tend to take it a lot more personal you know if someone we're idolizing does that right and it knocks us off yeah um yeah and then and then when you you know and then like a lot of times when you finally meet that person that you're you're um you're that that you're looking up to idolizing a lot of times people people are let down because they have greater expectations they're like you know yeah you're like i'm a regular person bro like i'm a regular dude just like you and and i'm here to show you like I'm here like Jesus. What did Jesus do? He's here to show you that you can do it too. Yeah. Greater things. Anything that I've done, you see me do greater things. You shall do But I'm done and greater. And that's, that's it. Don't follow me. Don't worship me. Don't put me on a pedestal. Right. Um, cause, cause I'm going to let you down. Yeah, I don't know when. Yeah. It, we're humans. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's just it's because people have these fake, like, um, that's just the whole thing with idolatry. They have these, preconceived notions of you and these expectations that you didn't sign up for. Right. Like, hold on. I know. I, and, and, and so I, I've talked about this extensively in the past, but um, people put you on a pedestal and they're let down. And um, you know, it's that the, the whole thing is, is weird though, because what we, what I come from the church realm and I know it's done in, in all these other circles as well, but in the church realm um, you got to have all the answers you have to have everything figured out and you have to demonize the other ministers or the other denominations. Like they have to be bad. You can't say, Oh yeah, they're good, man. Good people, bro. They love God. You can't say that. You have to say, well, you got to be careful. And that's their thing. You got to yeah. be careful. And so um, I've seen that even in the friends, cause I'm like on the outer skirts of the friends, Christian movements and stuff. And then there's a lot of other people who have big followings and I've tried to make it my point not to demonize them or talk bad about them because I can see the bigger picture and I know what you're doing and you're doing that to build a following, but you have to, like, if I want you to support me, but I know you guys listen to so-and-so I have to be like, yeah, he's cool, but yeah, he's into some stuff. I don't believe in that. He's off on this. He's, you know, he's kind of lost his way. And you you do that to make yourself look better in hopes that those people will turn away from that person and follow you. Yeah, it's just ego and fear. That's it. You got to you got to escape that stuff. When when you see people doing that, I'm telling you guys, you think you think that they're looking out for you. They're they're, they're trying they're trying to reel you in and get you and 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 get you to be their follower. they you know they want they want to be your your guru they want you to be the devotee to them and support them financially and all that stuff it's dirty man and i can't flow freely in that and it's demonic and 
I try, I try not, I try to, I try to stay neutral in that whole thing, man. You know, I try to look for the good in people because out of everybody out there, I think they all have some good, but if I think somebody, if I think somebody's making it up, I'll let you know. If I think they're fake, (laughs) I'll let you know, you know, real. Yeah. All that other stuff, just a form of manipulation. And it really is just throwing dust on someone's light, you know? And the truth is, is like, like we're going back to, you know, creation. It's that, we can live in abundance if we want to, and everyone can free willingly create what they want to create. And even your competitor, people are going to follow <laughs> him for his reasons, right? And then people are going to follow you for your reasons. If it's, like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's you how know? it is. Like it'll just happen without you, you know, throwing dust on someone's, you know, game over there. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting here reading some of the co- comments in the chat room. I know you can't see them, but uh, <laughs> it's nothing nothing about you. It's just all about religion and politics. And uh, and then somebody says uh, the only he says uh, this is Hunter Fuse. He calls in all the time. He says uh, the only one that's bad is the Catholics due to their idolatry. That's what he said. Uh, their their idolatry of Mary. And uh, that's 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 the whole thing. I mean, like. There's good and bad with all of them, and if we're if we're gonna sit here and 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 pick it out and exp- and point it out, I'll tell you this: when it comes to that, because I was big into that in the church, you know, the, the evangelicals, the Protestants, they talk bad about the Catholics, right? That's just part of it. You stay away from them. They worship Mary. They don't worship Jesus. They're into this. They're into that. And there's a lot of truth to it. They, they have a lot of truth to that, right? And I studied it. I studied Babylonian worship. And the way the father, the father, the son, and the mother is worshipped and venerated, and there's always the Trinity in every religion, and yep. they're worshipped on the same holy days on the December 25th, Easter, like all of this stuff is high pagan days. That's where I come from. I come from studying that stuff and exposing it as being satanic or as being pagan or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, and I would find contention, like I would make it my goal to be the truth seeker and to give you guys the truth on these false religions. Yeah. Um, but when I had my awakening, That's the knowledge, yeah, yeah. When I had my awakening, the big thing was how I could. I remember distinctly go, being around a Catholic, and not trying to find contention with them, and seeing him as my brother, and seeing somebody who's on his own journey of awakening, his own journey of truth, and seeing what we can agree on, and not be like, "Hey, man, you're in a false religion. You guys worship Mary. The Bible says that you know what I'm saying call no man father, but you call your priest, the father, you know, and all of this stuff. And, you know, Jesus told us how to pray uh, in, in, in the uh, Lord's prayer, our father who art in heaven, why don't you guys pray to Mary, you know, and have all of these things. But I found that when I could be around this guy and not bring that stuff up and I went away, like, you know what? I'm making something's happening, man. I'm making pro- <laughs> And it's a good thing of not finding contention with everybody who don't believe in what you believe in. Like, that's the thing. You know, hey, you're you're wrong because I believe this. Okay, just because I'm wrong don't mean you're right. No, no, no. But the, isn't that like the beauty of being human and the beauty of the world is that we all can free things for ourselves and we all can believe in something. I mean, the diversity is what makes it beautiful, I think. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a whole list of androids all believing, <laughs> right? Like, where would Lemmings. you both be? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's sad, but like you said, um, religion is um, is is it's good for those who need it, like who are coming out of that. I mean, I look at it like this, and this is maybe getting too deep about it, but the <laughs> the word you know what I'm saying, <laughs> the word religion means to bind or to hold back, mm-hmm. and the majority of people. I'm going to say majority and you guys, you don't have to be like, you could see this, um, who are dealing with religion or it's good for them. It's because they need to be told what to do or how to think when it comes to, um, a lot of people coming off of drugs, a lot of people coming out of abusive relationships. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people for someone to be addicted to drugs. And I, and I, I don't say this to be mean, but it's a lot of weak-minded people to, to let a substance, to let another person rule your life. So you get into a church circle to kind of come out of that, and you need to be told how to think. You need to be told when to wake up, what to do, touch this, don't do this, because you can't, you can't figure it out. Wow. It's, good, it's good for many people. The religion means to bind or to hold back, and some people need it. And it, played, yeah. it plays a role. It played a role in my life, a huge role. Um, I come off of drugs. I come, I come out of that. There's so many AA meetings and stuff of, of like um, um, celebrate recovery is what they call it in the church, but it's the same thing about coming off of drugs and being told how to live, man. People don't know. Like, so church is helping a lot of people like those it's structure, but it can only take you so far. You can, you can only go so far. And, um, and, and once you come out of that and you come into your own, um, there comes a point where you, you may have to kick it to the curb. And, and, but for some people, you may never reach that point. Yeah. That's not a bad thing though. I'm not yeah. talking down on it. That's not a bad thing. If, if it's for you, it's for you. If that brings you joy, you love that community of people. Don't, don't listen to anybody, man. If that's what makes you happy, you stick with it. But if there's contention there, and many of you guys who are listening, you know, an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, you listening to this for a reason. Because you guys are going through that. You're having the contentions and stuff, man. Um, yeah, if there's any sort of resistance in your life where there's contention, there's like you feel conflicted in your life, that's really there for you to like really take a look at it and be like, what's not serving me in this? Because if you were supposed to be there, it would be a lot easier. It would just feel different in your system. So it's there to like have you take a look at it and to like reevaluate it and be like, what's my position in this? And like, what's, what's in resistance? Like, how do I change it? Otherwise it's so easy. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, it's good for a lot of people though. So to just to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but be careful in there. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that goes on. that's not good. And you figure that out. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist. If it does, then, this may be the wrong podcast for you, but, um, <laughs> yeah, man, just uh, do, do whatever works. Some people are called into that. And, and yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a weird position though. Cause yeah. like everybody, and I've kind of come accustomed to it. I'm not trying to get you to leave your church, but I'm telling you, like I get messages from church leaders. I get messages from worship leaders who, um, want to do mushrooms. They feel like it's calling them. Psilocybin's calling them. And they're a church worship leader. And I'm not like, I don't tell, do it, bro. Do it, bro. I don't, that's not me. But you guys know what I say. If it calls you, it calls you. And you have no choice but to do it. I get messages from uh, Christian radio DJs who have some of the biggest 
stations in the country and uh-huh. they and they listen to this podcast uh-huh. because I'm talking about the stuff that they can't talk about and I don't I don't call myself promoting it but if it calls you it calls you but I'm letting you know the consequences if you do it and then you're in this place where you can't talk about it freely that's not good you can't be who you truly are you're passionate about music you're passionate about um the ways of the past, the, the path of the ancients. Psychedelics is a part of that. But you can't talk about it. That's, I'm telling you, we're talking about being free and being your authentic self. Yeah. You can't thrive in those circles, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's going to come eventually. Like, eventually, you're going to want to, if you have a life-changing encounter, like, I, I, and I, I look at it like this. Like, when I got saved, I, I came out of really dark witchcraft and dealing with demons. Yeah. I got in a church, and I was wanting to tell everybody. Like I yeah. was doing music, talking about Jesus. Like you couldn't, you couldn't shut me up about Jesus, right? Because it changed my life. Like it brought me from a bad place to, to, to where I am now. And there was no way. And there's so many zealous young Christians who would just go. I mean, we'll we'll go to like McDonald's and just start Jesus. He loves you. Or I remember yeah. like, hey guys, I'm in love with a man. Yeah. His name is Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And um, I love the being, whole. This is my homeboy, right? I mean, he is. like we all would love him if he was here. We, I think we would. Yeah, so, do, you know what? The religious people disagree with that, but I really think right. we would. Yeah, I think we would. Um, but just just as passionate as I was for that, because it was a truth that changed my life, I'm just as passionate about psychedelic research because yeah. of what I see it doing to help people. To, it's curing depression. It's helping people cope with depression. Uh, people getting over the fear of dying. All kinds of stuff, man. People are coming off of heroin addiction and through like a strong psilocybin encounter or ayahuasca. Um, I'm, I'm going to be vocal about that too. The, yeah. the same zeal that I had when my life was turned around for becoming a Christian for Jesus, why, I, I wasn't silent then. Why would I be silent now? And I think many of you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys can can, can feel that. Like, and you're in a, in a place where you can't be vocal about that when you're dealing with the church realm. And so, you know, just, just be warned, man, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's eye opening for me. Cause I wasn't raised, you know, in a church. And so it's yeah. really for me. That world, it's, yeah. it has its own world, man. I'm telling you. See such limitation is uh it works at my solar plexus. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, me too. Now it does, man. Big time. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's bad. I have to go through that. And, um, but like I was saying too, um, before we went live, like a lot of people, they're mad that, that we get to talk, that I get to talk about psychedelics and it's Jesus <laughs> and, and Jesus. They're like, Nope, they get, that's what makes them mad. Like that I'm mixing it too. So I know you can't mix it. And like, we, we, we've, we've coined the phrase, uh, you know what I'm saying? My buddy Dano, um, you didn't, you didn't let me in the club. So you can't kick me out. Like you didn't let, who are you? Just cause you disagree with me or you don't believe like, or, or I would see posts online and say, and they say Christians can't believe in astrology or Christians can't support Obama or whatever the case is like, you want to bet? Yeah. Christians can't curse. You want to bet? Christians yeah. can't believe this. You want to bet? I am one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How, who are you to, to make up these rules that don't exist? You know what I'm saying? So and to put so many boundaries. Yeah. And you're yeah. making it up as you go. These, these are unspoken rules that you're making up. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's crazy. 
I mean, not crazy. I know people. It is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't want to offend anyone out there, but, (laughs) and the reality is a lot of these limitations that are set, those people that are setting those limitations are actually living that lie. (laughs) It's not, it's not that you can't, it's that they can't. Yeah. They can't follow Jesus and read a horoscope. They yeah. can't follow Jesus and be into astrology or astronomy or um, into Reiki or study Reiki. Like they can't do it. There's a disconnect there. Yeah. But, but I, I don't see that. And it, I, I don't see it at all. And I see it for me. What I bring to the table is that all of this stuff is in the Bible. Like it really is. There's some deep stuff in there that, that it's weird that nobody even knows. Well, we're talking about divination. We're talking about planetary alignment and the That's spirits. All- civilization stuff that is exactly and that's what that is ancient (laughs) the text is old we try to interpret it with western christianity and try to make it fit into our lives i mean how did he do all of his miraculous healings he was an energy healer exactly it's the same thing yeah yeah pyramids i mean all of that stuff this is all ancient civilization which has everything to do with uh how the stars align and the planets align that's our communication base yeah Yep. And that's, I'm, that's, that, that's what led them, man. So when, when I, when I, when I got into looking at studying the prophets and how they operated and they were called seers uh-huh. and um, the word seers translated to stargazer, uh-huh. like the prophets were stargazers. So there was a comfort for me. Don't look at the stars, brother. No, the seers and prophets of the scriptures, they gazed at the stars. You're I'm going to go gaze at the stars. Let me see what happens. Why are y'all telling me not to, first of all, let's see what happens. Yeah, you know? you're going back to your roots, you know, from, from all your past lifetime. Reading some of these comments again. I think yeah. Agree with Are we in no, no, no. I'm just reading. I'm <laughs> just reading. Uh, no, Kenny, Kenny, uh, he's, he's commenting again. He says, he says, mushrooms were made by God through Jesus for his purpose. I think it can be a great thing for the right person. The mm-hmm. worst mistake for others. Probably, yeah, uh, uh, set and setting. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to go to a Marilyn Manson concert and eat a eat eat a bag of mushrooms. Oh you know? yeah, man. no way. Oh, <laughs> I'm all about your environment, like yep. and music. People that have been gone on some bad trips, and I'm like, you did not check your environment. Like yeah. that's like you kind of have to get romantic with your mushrooms. Like you've got to set this. No, dough, you do. Right? <laughs> you you definitely do. I had some beautiful music on before we went live, so I had to do it too. <laughs> Yeah, man, but, if that um, environment's not perfect, don't do it. Don't do it. Because, like, we, because we, we have, I've got a couple friends that we've, and these are Christian guys, right? We went out and we had a a, a men's retreat, and we all did a, a, a large dose of uh, cool. um, mushrooms, and we had a, a beautiful encounter, life-changing encounter in, in the woods, and uh, awesome. It was deep. Yeah. And um, so then the other guys, like, I have to learn from that stuff. Like I had, there's so much revelation that comes to me, so much downloads and, and yeah. vision quest. That's what it is. A vision quest. Yeah. The visions come and I'm like, it's going to take me weeks, if not months to unpack this information and apply it to my life. And that's why I did it to okay. get revelation about, about myself. And they were like, all right, bro, we're doing it again next weekend. I'm trying to get something I'm like what next weekend, problem. dude, I'm not going to like, I respect it too much to do that, you know? Yeah. And, um, Allow it to integrate into, like, and translate into the earth plane, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have to integrate that information. Yeah. yeah. You sp- you sh- I mean, I mean, but who are we to make the rules and say you have no, to as yeah, well? Yeah, no, you're right. That's just but, for me. Listen, no, I it, it, it's, 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 it's for, 
it's for me too. It's for me too. I, I agree with that. Um, but the, the, the per, one of the people who was with me, they went the following weekend and wanted to have the same kind of encounter with other people uh-huh. and, and their setting was different. Um, so he, uh, they, they had a bunch of mushrooms. They in the middle of a neighborhood and uh-huh. in, in a suburb, they all take mushrooms. They got the door wide open, blasting music, blaming on my ADD, baby. <laughs> I haven't seen the video, but I heard that the video is pretty crazy. <laughs> and so they're they're on mushrooms and they're listening to that music and they're watching crazy. I don't know if it's demons or weird stuff happening on the video. And dude starts having a bad trip. Yeah. When the week before he had a beautiful, life changing encounter, and then he tries to go back and the different people who are wanting to do strobe lights and blare bl- the music and the doors wide open. So there's the fear that the cops may come. Yeah. As well. Yeah. You know, so it, it totally, and so he locked himself in the bathroom and he's like having a come to Jesus moment, trying to figure out, but, but those bad trips are, are teachers too. Yeah. Like the golden, they're called the golden teachers for a reason. Um, uh-huh. Maybe the, the teacher, the lesson is to not do that again and focus on the set and stand, focus on the people around you. You can't just let anybody be around you either, man. There's, and you're so sensitive to the spirits of, and, and, and the vibration of the music that's being played like like we, we can feel that anyway like a lot of empaths can feel music and just hearing the music will change oh, yeah. their mood and it just speaks to them but on mushrooms like it you feel it on your body like literally oh, and no, just imagine feel that yeah it just imagine awesome. if it's bad music you know yeah yeah no it is all about like it just really opens you up energetically to have an experience yeah that um you are you are just wide open it's like your it's almost like your skin is shed you know and your light body is just like out there seeing yeah. this energy and you can you can see the energy moving when you're in that moment yep. yeah you feel it like your senses are just wide open and so that's why environment so important <laughs> we talked we talked about like um like Cause it was a bunch of Christians. So we're talking about how we were just amazed at the love of God. Like we were moved to tears, just thinking about the love of God for us, you know? And um, so it's one thing to know that God loves you. It's another yeah. thing to feel it. Feel it right? And I can feel it. Not just saying that, but yeah. you can feel it. Your heart you feel, yeah. yeah, man, it's overwhelming. It's beautiful. And so that's what it's about for me. When I, when I talk about this stuff, set and setting and do it in the right environment and um if it calls you it calls you if right. that I, I say i'm not promoting and i'm not telling anybody to do it but that seems for me a seeker that seems pretty irresistible to me yeah well and you know? like, i mean it is it's something that mother earth created for us you know and i'm all about it you know there's a reason why yep. it's there's a reason why marijuana is out there. Like, you know, if Mother Earth created it. And I'm not some like hippy dippy like Californian sitting out here. <laughs> like if the Mother Earth created it, there's probably a pretty functional use for it, you know, and there's a reason why. But yeah, I've always I've been um mushrooms are I, I'm a student of this earth and so I do like experiencing everything so I can like have yeah. that lesson and like really so now I have like the knowledge of talking through it. And mushrooms are by far my favorite like that, you know, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to have some sort of experience and they're just starting out, I do feel like check your environment, but I do feel that it's, it can be a really beautiful experience. Awesome. Well, we just got a bunch of um, comments of gratitude. People says, uh, Crystal is a wise addition. Thank you, Truth, Aww. for the beautiful souls you share with us. So a lot of people resonating with your work. 
go ahead and, and share share your links because you do classes and you, you're you're a teacher yeah. as well, teaching people how to how to how to walk in their their own God given psychic abilities yeah. and how, how to access those realms. Go ahead and share your information how people can check you out. Thank you so much, and thank you so much, everyone. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for you all listening. So so thank you. My website is crystalsunshinepsychicservices.com. And you can find, I have a psychic academy on there. I do actually a whole year-long program of psychic development. Um, I just started that in the beginning of January, not too late to join. Um, And then I also even do like a four-week class where, and these are all phone programs. You know, in our digital world, we could be anywhere in the world. And so I find that that's the format that works best. And um, I even have like a four-week program. It's just two hours each week where I teach you how to completely open up your third eye. And by the end of the four weeks, you're actually learning how to read and move energy. Um, It's really beautiful. And then I have like a women's intuition class. And, you know, I've got a bunch of fun stuff that I'm always creating. But um, And then uh, I've got great services as well. You know, I do like uh, spiritual introductions where I like introduce you to your spiritual team and I do custom meditations and I do psychic readings and clairvoyant readings. So check my website out, crystalsunshinepsychicservices.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Crystal Sunshine Psychic Services and Crystal Sunshine Psychic Academy. So please friend me, please like me, (laughs) please let's spread the word together. (laughs) Yeah, you guys do that. Check out our stuff. Make sure you support. Um, I really believe in the people who come on my show. They have something to bring to the table. Um, If you guys want to see Crystal come back on as a guest, make sure you uh, like this video, share it out, and let me know in the comments if you guys want to see her back on. So help me book some stuff. And I know there's so much more to talk about that we didn't that we didn't even get into. And there's so much so many notes that I had. Yeah, we can like sit here and talk all day. <laughs> yeah, and I would keep going, but I have another show scheduled coming right on, so we'll have to do it again. That's okay. My bulldog's like, I gotta go to this. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, my friend. Thank, th- yeah, man. Thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh, I appreciate you, and I appreciate all your listeners. Thank you so much. Hopefully, until next time. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> Sounds good, Derek. Have a great day. All right, you too. Okay, bye bye. Crystal Sunshine, everybody. Um, great show. Awesome show. I got another one. It's supposed to be uh, interviewing Kaylee, Keenan Kaylee. Um, he was a Christian rapper, gone to the dark side. This should be an interesting conversation. I looked up to that guy years ago. Um, I don't know where he's at right now. I don't know what type of interview this is going to be. I don't know if he... Um, is doing it as a gimmick to reach people. Maybe he'll, he'll say that. I think probably maybe he still is a Christian. Maybe he still believes the stuff he believes. I don't know. But within the next 20 minutes, we're going to go live interviewing Kaylee. Uh, I did a song with him years ago. I did. Um, so we got a song called, this is how we ride. Really good song. Actually. One of my favorites when I was doing gospel rap. So check that one out. This is how we ride. True seeker featuring Kaylee and goodwill i believe it is um good song so with that i'm gonna say peace and shalom you guys catch me back i'll be live here in a minute also if you're listening to this on youtube make sure you subscribe on the podcast in uh, if you have a if you have an iphone you have the podcast app already on there so just click the link in the in the description it says subscribe with the podcast or to the podcast even if you have an android there's a link for you guys there do that for me that will mean the world if you guys want to support my show. If you want to uh, see me continue to do this and bring more content and keep it coming, uh, please support me on Patreon. Uh, you get a bunch of cool stuff. 
We're going to be doing the School of the Mystics every Thursday night. It's going to be online training and discipleship. Uh, we're going to be doing activation. I'm excited about it. I've always wanted to do it. Um, I'm able to see the um, potential in a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with, a lot of people I get messages from. And uh, I don't want it to stop there with just a message. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I have to take it to the next level. So um, we're going to do it hands on and it's going to be candid and um, it's going to be private. So if you guys just need somebody to talk to, if you guys, we're going to do it. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Community patreon.com backslash true seeker uh sign up at any level and there you'll get access there it'll be on the website uh you can go to school of the mystics school of the mystics.net um and then you can also just go to trueseeker.com and click on school of the mystics to get access we'll do it thursday nights 7 p.m and uh it's gonna be good with that i'm gonna say peace and shalom i love each and every one of y'all and i'll be back soon peace peace thanks for thanks for rocking with me peace
What it is? Yo, what up? Yo, what? Yo, what up? Okay, I had you on mute. What's up? Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> you ready? I'm kind ready. Okay. Uh, easy stuff. Uh, easy for no. Small thing to a giant. All right, click that link in your uh on on Messenger. It should uh, open up in Zoom. I don't if you don't. Are you doing video? It's it's uh it's both. It, I I do video first on um, we we do the video end on on um YouTube. And then it goes out to all the podcasting platforms as well. Yeah, I don't got my makeup on. I got my nails painted, but still, I didn't know. I was trying to get that answer before. I tried to make you like 10 something, but I think it's on the other interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just seen it when I got off. Um. But yeah. Uh. Yeah, we'll, we'll do we'll do video too. Um. It should. It, okay. If if you want to use your. Can I share that link? Um. Not not the link I sent you there. I'll give you another one though. I'll give you another one to share. Okay, that that link I just sent you was for uh, your link to join the chat, but I'll send you the other link um, so that you can share out. Okay. All right, Bob. I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, brother.
motherfucker. You know, we just had to do it. 
and just looking to hang out. That's all. Sometimes we had just an accident. Sixteen-year-old female looking to hang The response is astronomically disgusting. I mean, it's disgusting. Like you get ages eighteen all the way up to sixty-eight years old, seventy-five, and the messages that come by are even that much more vile than what you can imagine. It's just, it's just heartbreaking.
but you're keeping track, I assume, of all of the, the chat oh, records yeah. and stuff as it goes. So after you confront them, do you turn that all over to law enforcement? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah what we, we, we take everything, the chat log history, the video from our live stream on Facebook, and that goes to the state attorney's office. The state attorney's office is actually, uh, state attorney actually, um, an officer, I don't want to mention his name, but told me that he was the state attorney was watching my, my feed saying, wow, this is great. You know, this is really good. They want to do some of the stuff I'm allowed to do. Like, I'm allowed to get loud as a father, and I'm sorry, but, no, I'm not sorry. I take that back. As a father, my emotions, it's, it's a real demonstration of self-control, something that I never knew I had. Honestly, if I ever, in a million years, said that I'd be able to stand in front of a sexual predator and just talk to him and yell at him without taking him into a, into a full-point position on the ground, I wouldn't believe it. But knowing that there's a better place for these people, it makes me just go at it even more and even further. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. It's really difficult. You've got to really, really have an emotional awareness about yourself. You know, my team and I, we, we actually see a psychiatrist just to, just to talk. And this is brand new. We just started seeing a psychiatrist. And it's her idea. And it's really cool because I didn't realize how much it actually hit. Like, when I'm face-to-face with a sexual predator, I picture my daughter, who's 12 years old, and my son, who's 4 years old, back into a corner with this animal standing over top of it, and it's kind of an emotional mess. How often do you do that? Every day. Every single day. Me and my team, we dedicate ourselves sometimes 14 hours a day. You know, this is actually, you know, how do I say My one case, Shane Quill's prank home off in the comedy and stuff, I run the show. You know, we make money doing that. And then this, I'm not making money doing this. This is just us going out as fathers. It's parents for you. You know, and we're able to put so many hours into it because sexual predators, they pray at all hours of the night, the morning. You'd be surprised. Our children, when they're getting ready for school, majority of them are touching base with their friends on social media apps. Guess who else these sexual predators? And that's when my team and I, the ultimate before we are in those chat rooms, we are in those social media network sites, and we're, we're trying to latch on to every single one of them. I mean, we've got, we've got 398 responses to an ad that we posted this morning. Just in, in Tampa. That was going to be my next question. How like broadly does this? We live in Florida. We're actually, believe it or not, we're setting up chapters of the Ultimate Decoy in different states. We actually are going to be doing this. We'll be flying to several different states. I mean, this is something that every person in America should consider doing, but with a heavy, heavy thought. I mean, it's not for the weak. It's not for the faint of heart. It is for all parents, of course, but. That's what we do. We're, uh, I mean, we're all over Florida. We're going to do one in Miami this weekend. We have three lined up for tonight and tomorrow, between tonight and tomorrow. And, you know, we might be flying to Washington really soon. Actually, setting up a chapter there, our first secondary chapter. Did you tell me the name? The Ultimate Decoy. Okay. Yes, the okay. Ultimate Decoy. Um, and it's, it's a branch off of Frank Paul Mafia, which I do pretty much any voice you want. And that's the comedy side of things. Like, we actually, when we're setting up these sexual predators, it's so emotionally straining on us that we kind of learn lean on the prank calls to just relax and get off of the, the mindset of these examples, you know. And I, I don't know, I speak for probably ninety nine point nine percent of parents out there who say these people have the weakest punishment our justice system gives. I mean let me tell you something. I, I'm not the straightest out in the in the, uh, the archer thing. Okay, I did my time. I made my mistake in the house. Thank you. 
Yo, it should be a button to unmute yourself. Should be a button maybe at the bottom left to unmute yourself. You hear me now? There you go. Let's see if I can hear you. Yo, yo, check one, two. I can hear a little little bit. What it is. Yeah, I'm going to put my earbud in. I usually put one earbud in. Give me one second, second, bro. I need need to be able to put a... I need a bit of put this on, on um, a stand. 
I can hear you talking from my speaker, but I can't quite hear you audibly on the outside. Huh. Say, say, I can hear you when the phone's up to my ear. Hold on, let me try to see if I can. They don't say nothing for a second. Let me see. Check one, two, two. I mean, I can hear you, but I can't hear you out here. Huh. I wouldn't be able That's to hear weird. anything you're asking me to do. Yeah. You got an earbud? Yeah, I'd have to put the phone up to my ear like this. What about what about an earbud? Uh, you have an ear. You have one. Well, I'd have to have a. You don't have one for a new iPhone. No, I don't have one for a new iPhone. It won't play out the speakers. Yeah, there's a lot of people who who the audio should play out the speakers. A lot of people use their iPhones, and the audio just comes out like it's uh, like you're watching a YouTube video or something. Let me disconnect audio and re. Yo yo. One two. Check one two. Yo, yo, one, two. True. Yo, yo. I hear you now. Let me get back to this video. You there? Yeah. I can hear, yeah, I can you, but hear I can't... you, but I can't see. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Did you did you call in, or how'd you? I called. I called in. Huh? It's it's it sh- yeah. The the audio is a lot <clears throat> different now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Barely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna, uh, it's gonna be one of the Oh really? Okay. Huh? It should work the other way around because I know a lot of people use it and it plays through just like uh hey, see, like YouTube. Better, better. Not better, not better. Nah, because I can tell it's on a phone. Like the audio is a lot different than just using your regular <clears throat> phone audio. You can I'm tell it's like. Uh, All right. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. You there? Yeah. Can you hear me now? I can. You can't? Yes, I can. Oh, can. Cool. C-A-N. Okay. I'm going to flip flip this around so that way my girl can hold it. All right. Turn turn it sideways, too. Turn it sideways, baby. Yes. Like that? Yeah. That's better. There we go. You can hear me good? Perfect. 
right. Cool. I think her her hand's over the camera just a little bit. There you go. All right, let me test this audio. Check one, two, one, one, two. Go ahead and check your side. Check, check, one, two, check, two. Okay. Check your face all day. The uh, closer, the better, because I can hear the, like the room a little bit. There you go. That should be better. But so, all right, we're good. Check. All right. Um, do um, do you have a way to share this out if I tag you in it or what? Or what? Like when I go ahead and post this? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I've got all the social medias, man. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do it now so they can call in. So I'll tag you. Do you have to approve it or? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's why I wanted a link. If you gave me a link, I could post up and say, hey, y'all call in. Okay. <clears throat> if you, I, I got to post it now if you want it. You can take a second and post it if you want. Okay. I'll be right back. I got it working. Yeah. <clears throat> Give me one second, bro. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm going to share it. I'm going to add it. I'm going to share it real quick. Give me one second. I'm sharing. I got three Facebook pages. I got over twenty thousand. Uh, I got a. Uh, I got an auto Facebook poster, bro. Oh, do you? Yeah. I have to log out of all mine. I got them all saved in there. I just have to log out. Like I'm logging out of one and logging another one right now. <clears throat> yeah, I've got a uh, this uh, app that uh, I had to pay for. It's like seventy bucks, but it'll post on all your accounts and it'll also post in groups for you. And you can set this. What's your name? What's your name on Facebook? Derek Grosskers. Spell it D A D E R. Yeah, D E R E K. I'm friends. I got with three, I got three pages, man. Yeah, but I got three pages. You yeah. only want friends on one. Yeah, the Keenan, Kaylee. Yeah, I've got three different three different pages. I use them all. I'm I'm sharing on the other page. And I'm gonna share on the other one real quick. All right. I'm sharing it right now. This is page two. So you can just copy and paste that, or just reshare it. It says call in. It's got the number and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to the, I'm going on the third page right now, and then I'm gonna do it. Love you, man. Love you, bro. Miss you, man. It'll be good to catch up. Yeah, for real. Should make for an interesting conversation, too. I know we've come a long way over the years. You know? Oh, yeah. I want you to just be real with me. Just tell me straight up everything. Ask me whatever you want. Yeah, because, we'll uh, do it. We're going to have a conversation. I'm not holding anything back. I want, I want people to know why I left Christian music, where I'm going, and what the Lord's told me about where I'm going. I want it all to be public. This will be a good one. It's like a heart-to-heart. Hold on one second. My wife's calling. <clears throat> hey. Uh, hmm? I haven't yet. I'm about to go live on the second podcast. Sure, if you don't mind. Yeah, if you got got a minute. Yeah. All right, man. Love you. Check, check.
All right, you ready? Okay, so um, it'll be about a minute and a half of um, the intro. You won't be able to hear it, but the intro will play. You won't be able to hear anything, and then I'll come in and do my quick intro spiel, and then we'll just jump into conversation. Hey, give me give me two seconds before you start. Going. All right. Hey, Christian, Christian. I need you to keep an eye on something. Okay, those guys have no one touched on the Okay, tell them out there. What happens when you got a bunch of kids running around? Mhm. All right. Like I said, about a minute. It's, it's gonna be about a minute and a half. You won't be able to hear anything though. So. Okay. It's a long minute and a half, Daryl. Hey, go back in the other room. Daddy's busy. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? I'm your host, True Seeker. You're tuned in now to another exciting episode of the True Seeker podcast. That's right. Um, thank you guys for tuning in live. Uh, I'm doing dual episodes today, doing two back-to-back, kind of overscheduled, but we was able to make it work. So um, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We had a big group of people hanging out on the first episode, and now I see the chat room filling up with those familiar faces and a bunch of new people. Thank you guys for hanging out, supporting live. That's awesome. It makes it a lot more fun. Uh, phone lines are open. You guys want to call in, ask a question. If you I want to bring something to the table, the phone line streaming across the top of the video there. And it's also in the description as well. So give us a call. If you want to uh, holler at Kaylee, or if you got a question for myself, well, we're going to be able to do that. So um, yeah, thank you guys for supporting live. Thank you guys for supporting my music and what I'm doing on Patreon. I have to always plug this because uh, this is this is uh, this is the the main source that kind of uh, 
for an artist, like Patreon's the best way for an artist to make money what they're doing, especially because nobody buys CDs anymore. Like nobody buys albums anymore. Everybody downloads stuff. Um, I'll get to look at the search analytics for my website and find out how people get to my website. And the main way they get to my website is searching true seeker free download. Like everybody wants something for free. And uh, I understand, man, it's, it's part of it. But so Patreon's the way that, um, that you guys help me to continue to, to make music, to continue to, to bring forth podcasts and stuff. You guys know that the f- podcast is free to consume, but it's not free to create. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Everybody who's supporting over there for patreon.com backslash true seeker, any level of get, giving anywhere from a dollar to five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you guys are able to do. And there's a bunch of perks. We got uh, you get to download my entire discography. That's like 10 plus albums, as well as all the new music that I'm doing. I upload everything as soon as it's done. As soon as it's mixed, I throw it up there. Even stuff that I'm working on, like I, I need an, I need a, another opinion on a hook that I'm not really feeling, but it has potential. I'll upload it and you guys can, uh, you know what I'm saying? Let me know if you guys like it or not, if I should pursue it or throw it away. So I appreciate hanging out with you guys over there on, on the Patreon. You guys mean, mean a lot to me. You really do. So head on over there. If you'd like to support, uh, we also have the school of the mystics we're doing on Thursday nights, uh, prayer activation, uh, discipleship, and just one-on-one with you guys. And I'm uh, looking forward to that Thursday nights, 7 PM central, uh, school of the mystics. You get access by becoming a patron. Uh, all of that, to be said now that's out the way um this guest who i'm bringing on is a is a good friend of mine we have we haven't spoken some years but i've been following his work for some years and uh, we've been connected for many years and uh speaking of the whole if everyone would give a dollar uh thing like i had like four fourteen thousand friends on my facebook and uh if everybody gave a, a dollar a month like what we could do what we can accomplish with everybody giving a dollar but Obviously, you have a, a few people doing a lot, so you guys are awesome. But the first time I seen that was from was from Kaylee. Kaylee uh, posted something years ago. It was like, man, I got twenty thousand friends. If everybody gave a dollar, we can pr- promote and 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 record all kinds of new music. Kaylee, welcome to the show, my brother. What's up, homie? Lazy Maine, bro. I love you, man. Lazy Maine. Lazy man, <laughs> Okay, so Kaylee, um, when I, when I came to the Lord, like uh, I came to the Lord in, in '98, and I came back to God in 2000. But it was around maybe 2002, three, four, maybe. Um, looking up Christian rap because I was just always looking up music online and seeing who's the, the, the biggest stuff. And it was always the comparison charts back in the day. We had like uh, Christian rappers who sound like Lil Wayne, and then they give you two or three sound Christian click. rappers that sound like uh, yeah, sound click Christian rappers that sound like Three Six Mafia. You know what I'm saying? Kaylee was under like the Three Six Mafia one, yeah. and I think you made the Insane Clown Posse one too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, let me check this dude out. Checked him out. Kaylee was making beats and making music back then, and, and it was uh, Christian music, and it was different. He brought something different to the table because, like, cross movement was the big thing back then, and it was just all this, like, East Coast and music from up north, but someone's, like, had this Southern flow and uh, doing it in the gospel industry. Kaylee was the first person I found, and I connected with him uh, from that moment on, emailed him, and uh, we started building there. That was Homies years that. ago. Homies after that. Uh, we, we did a song together. Yeah, we did. Um, this is how we ride, man. Yeah, on my that's a, album, two thousand nine. Dude, that's a game changer for a lot of people. A lot of people that still 
that's their favorite song that that I've put out. Is that song, man? We killed that, bro. Um, t- let's talk about we'll talk about where you are now, but let's just, let's talk about the early days of Christian hip hop, man. Um, I love reminiscing with it and I love being able to speak candidly without like not being afraid to step on somebody's toes to disagree or say what's really wrong with Christian hip hop. You know, now we can kind of, cause we're, we're somewhat removed from it. We can actually tell you the truth. And I think the truth is from a sense, because we, we were involved with it. So we know what it does to someone. We know, how to walk on eggshells. We know how we can't be authentic and all of the, and, and, and then your creativity is stifled. Talk a little bit, man, about your early days in Christian music. Well, you know, I got, I got saved in 1996 and, um, never really wanted to do music really, um, like for a, a job. I've been writing music since I was eight, but I never like thought I would be making a living doing music. Just had more of a, I liked writing poetry and things like that. So uh, as I got into music, my mom introduced me to T-Bone. I was listening <laughs> to a bunch of just gangster rap and things like that. I mean, I was 14 to 17 was probably the worst years, like where I got real close to uh, going a bad path that my brothers chose and, you know, uh, multiple felonies and, and uh, a lot of jail time later, you know, they uh, hopefully they're, you know, they're learning from that, but I I got really blessed and lucky, man, that I didn't go down that path. My mom introduced me to T-Bone and a couple other groups back then, and uh, I was in, I was inspired to write music that was uh, about my life, but about my newfound faith in in Christ. So, me being a baby Christian and and uh, not really understanding what true ministry was and not understanding what. Um, you know, I couldn't even hear God's voice back then. I I just gave my life to God. I didn't understand what his voice sounded like. It was all religion to me. I was just following what everybody else was telling me to do, which is typical what most people do when they get saved. They don't know no better. So they, they fall into the category of you tell me where I'm supposed to go and I go and they end up putting a lot of trust and faith in man. And then when those men end up hurting them or stabbing them in the back, they turn their back on God, which had absolutely nothing to do with, with God. But did you watch the interview we just did? Did you watch no. that at all? Yeah, that's no. exactly what we were talking about at the end, 100%. Well, that's truth, man. I mean, that's that's I, I experienced it. I mean, to be honest, in all the years of music that I've done, the only people that done me dirty in music uh, were people that were Christians. And that's Same. sad because I'm dealing with nothing but people that do gangster rap and stuff now, and they're the most respectful people. They don't. They don't step on my toes. They don't lie to me. It, it blows me away, man. It's really. I know, right? It's really sickening, and, and um, that's, that's weird. Know, it is, but you know, Christian rap back then it was totally different than it is now. Mm-hmm. It was very Bible thumping, in your ear, killing demons. That's what it yeah. was. So Heck yeah. When I heard it, I was pumped and excited about the music anyway. So I, I, I listened to it. It made me feel good. It kept me away from most part doing bad things, and so I started doing Christian rap. My first album, which was called Pain, it dropped the end of 1999. Uh, that album was so preachy. I, I was telling everybody they were going to hell. It was, I, I'm, I mean, it's, it happened and, and it touched a lot of people and I'm grateful for that. But it embarrasses me because I didn't realize that I was that forceful to people. And yeah. uh, a lot of people, it pushed a lot of people away, man. A lot yeah. of people away. It did. Re- it did lead a lot to to the Lord, but 
there's so many man that won't even listen to my music now. Yeah. Because of what I said back then, because it was yeah. so for they were so hurt by the church already that when I come on board <laughs> and I pitch my CD to them, they were like, "Hey, I came at them like I was doing gangster rap." Anyways, I was trying to you know trick them into buying my music, thinking it was <laughs> so, they would, so they would hear the music. Yeah, and they did. I mean, a lot of people bought my stuff thinking it was gangster, and then they got when they found out it was about Jesus. They called my phone, cussing me out. <laughs> they were cussing me out, you know, telling me. I can't believe you sold me this, you know, I, I mean, I, and I was just like, Hey man, you know, I mean, I didn't know what to do. You know, I just was doing what I felt like God wanted me to do yeah. at, at that time in my life, you know? Yeah. So, um, from being ministry minded, you know what I'm saying? Even though things weren't done right and you learn and you grow. And like I said, some of it turned your stomach to kind of maybe the belief systems that you had or the, or maybe the views on hell have changed and all of this stuff that the, the church say are like, is like uh, foundational doctrines that first of all, studying, you find out that the scriptures, you know, talk about a lot of different stuff and the way we're going about it. It's not working. Um, I think for me, man, when we're talking about hell and stuff like that, like the closer I get to the grace and beauty of God, like I can't imagine that God's going to torture these people for eternity who um, have been put off by the church and it's up to this church to win them to eternal salvation. Like God would leave it up to another man to put an, put somebody's eternal salvation in another man's hands, man. And so that just studying and just evolving and getting close to the love of God, you, you begin, your approach even changes. Not that the gospel changes. The gospel is the good news, man, but your approach to kind of reach people where they are like, People don't even understand that church lingo. Like you're trying to win uh, people over to, to Jesus and, and we speak a totally different language. It's like walking up speaking Chinese because there, there is Christianese. It's a whole nother lingo and stuff, man. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I mean, everything I did back then, it doesn't even exist to me. Like yeah. I'm talking, I'm, I'm closer to God than I've ever been in my entire life. Um. I'm, and I, I know it sounds so backwards. I'll even speak like just logically about who I was back then. You know, the person that I was when I was doing Christian rap, to be honest with you guys, was a pornography addict, sex addict, negative individual who used to punch walls to relieve aggression. Um, I don't even recognize that human being anymore. I don't watch porn like it's amazing to me how when somebody sees my new videos, they initially think I've sold my soul to the devil. And it's because the naked eye, they think, well, if something looks demonic, it probably is. And that's not the truth at all. <laughs> um, I've seen, you, you can feel the demonic by the way it feels uh, if you test that spirit. You know, when I see something, I know it's demonic because I, I, I recognize that spirit. But, you know, so to kind of paint to, to, to kind of paint where you are now, um, you don't do you, you're you're removed from gospel rap and we can kind of go back and forth. But you're removed from gospel rap and it's more of the the um, gangster rap. I guess that's a good word for it. Um, Alien gang is uh, is the movement that you're pushing. Um, definitely uh, catering to the outcasts, those who who even the church would would would, would look over. Right. And so you've kind of. Even the church, most definitely the church. Yeah. 
is a movement, and alien stands for anyone lost in Earth's neglect. It's on the side of my throat, it's on my knuckles, it's on my chest, it's on my ankles. You know, alien, alien is an identity. You know, people that, that, you know, they're lost, they're hurting, they're lonely, they're depressed, they're suicidal. These people all over the world, they, they try to leak out, you know, hints. I'm hurting. Yeah, no I need doubt. Somebody. I need somebody. They're crying out for help. The church, I don't want to say as a whole, but from what I see, they don't even see these people. Exactly. These people don't come to church. They don't want to be in church. They want nothing to do with church. These people are, are doing drugs. They're living lifestyles that they think is right. They don't they don't care what the church thinks. And so they're they're as far away from the church as possible. The church sits still ninety nine percent of the time. So it sits still. So these people they'll never get touched. I'm not trying, I don't want anybody to get me twisted. When I was doing music for the Lord, my ultimate objective was to lead people to Jesus. To get you to make a decision. Absolutely. This day and age where I'm at right now. And you got to hear me. My objective is to be these people's friend. I want to be these people's friend. The Lord spoke to me plain as day, and he said, Kenan, if you want to touch the world, you must first inspire them. That's what the Lord told me. If you want to touch the world, you must first inspire them. And I understand exactly what that meant. And the Lord was showing me, you know, somebody that's, I don't know, they got a cool shirt on. And somebody walks up to him and says, hey, man, I like your shirt. Well, something as small as that, showing somebody, you know, a split second of attention could put a smile on their face. And instantly now they see you as being cool because you cared about them enough to say something to them about their shirt. So I want to build relationships with people like that. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to win people to Jesus. I'm not trying to force people to go to church. I'm not trying to do any of that. I want to take these people who have no friends and I want to give them a friend. Well, let I me. Let me people let me, have no, they have no love, and give them love. They have no brothers and sisters, and give them brothers and sisters. <laughs> Isn't that winning them to Jesus though? Essentially, well, like well, what the church is supposed to be doing. Exactly, and so you uh, have seen a broken system, and and now you're doing it. Like now you're actually going out there to the ones, and we, we talked about it a while ago. Just simply like uh, those who don't deserve grace, you go to them and you show them grace. Those you know, who don't deserve love, you go to them and you love them. You know how many people, bro, I've had, and, and all these people, even if they're watching your show or they're going to watch this, you all should be ashamed of yourself for sending me messages saying that I should have killed myself when I was suicidal. These are believers I'm talking to. Yeah. Messaging me, talking, quote, unquote, bullshit to me, telling me that I should have killed myself that God doesn't love me no more and that I'm not right and that I've sold my soul to the devil and I'm demonic and I look like a demon. You know, you all should be ashamed of yourself. If you were any closer to God, you would know the truth and what I'm doing and what I'm about. Because last time I checked, we worship the same God. So he can't tell me something and tell you something totally different. So one of us is being lied to. <laughs> That's the disconnect there, man. And, I, and I'm in the same boat as you, bro. I mean, I don't do like vulgar music, but I, my spirituality and the, all of the past I kind of bring, bring to the table. I got the same thing. You're a devil worshiper. 
can I explain why I do explicit music? Go ahead. This is this is a fact. The devil has been lying to the church, lying to the world. This is his job. He's the author of confusion. He's the father of liars. He lies to everybody in some way, shape, or form. So initially when you hear music, you know the type of music you listen to. So when you listen to music, if it doesn't sound familiar to you, you're initially going to go, I don't want to listen to that. Well, the devil's real sly about Christian rap and about tweaking the music to make the music sound a certain way. He's the director of music in heaven. You know, that's what he did for for God. He, he made sure the music sounded a certain way. So the music, no matter what people say, it draws them in. So if I, if I was pitching my stuff before, and I didn't have any cussing in it, things like that, little bitty things that really make a huge difference when you're trying to reach people. They would listen to the music over and over again, find out something's different. I could be talking about God left and right, but if it had said shit, damn, words like that in it, um, people would initially listen to the music. This is the music I listen to. They resonate with it. I like this. And they'll say, I, I see it every day, truth, every single day. So many people now that used to never listen to my music are wanting to listen to my music now yeah. because I'm cussing in my music. Yeah. And it's because 90% of Christians listen to mainstream music anyway. <laughs> they just won't, they won't admit it. They're yeah. the ones trying to tell me I shouldn't be cussing in my music, but 90% of their CD cases and their iPods are filled with Drake, Lil Wayne, 2 Chains, and all this other bullshit that's out there. Yeah. You know? And that's the truth. Well, they're listening yeah. to all that anyways, but then they're going to dog a brother for actually strategically trying to write music that, A, the world wants to listen to. I want to. I want these people to intersect into my life. I want them to, when they hear my songs, to relate to the music. I'm writing music for them. I'm not writing music for the church. I'm not writing music for any believer. I'm writing music for those that are wanting to blow their brains out, for those that are overdosing on drugs. I had a conversation with a guy this morning, so stoned he couldn't even walk, who I love very dearly, who was smoking K2 on the phone on the other side with me. That's how interlocked I am with these people. They'll call me smoking K2 because they know that, A, I'm going to love them. I'm not going to judge them, but I'm here for them if they ever need me. This is a massive lesson the church needs to hear. I think, obviously, you wouldn't do it if it wasn't working. Like you wouldn't do it if you wasn't seeing fruit and seeing the looks on those faces of of the people who have been looked over. The tears on people's faces. Exactly. People called me last week. They were going to kill themselves. I stopped them. They called me. They didn't call a pastor. They didn't call some youth pastor. They didn't call their mom, their dad. They called 40 tattoos on his face, black fingernail polish, all black, they called me because I came to them in a way that nobody else has. I respect them. I love them. I treat them like I want to be treated. This is the gospel. Yeah. This is the gospel. I'm not trying to get people to go to church. I'm not trying <laughs> to get people to even read their Bible. Yeah. I encourage people in my movement, and this is a real game, truth. It's a real gang, but it's not a gang of violence and drugs. We speak out against both. But this is a real gang. The gangs are just nothing but people that love each other. I got your back. You got my back. I defend you. You defend me. 
This is going to grow. There's 130 tattooed alien gang members right now in my state. We got we got a caller on the phone. We got a caller on the phone right now. He's and he 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 sent a message in the chat room. He wants to let you know he's gonna he wants to get the tattoo soon too. Hundred 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 fuse from Arkansas. I'm not um, maybe you know who he is, but he he's a fan of your work. He said he's gonna get the tattoo. He's on the phone too. We'll we'll jump the phone calls here in a little bit. So if anybody wants to call in, make sure you do that. Um, you mentioned how uh the the people who listen to Christian music will have the Lecrae CD, but they also got the Wayne and Drake, right? And I noticed one thing that um, as far as people, like you find you find Christians buying Christian rap, but they also buy secular music, right? You don't no. find you you don't you, you don't you don't find secular people going and buying buying the Lecrae CD and riding around the trap listening to Lecrae. It don't happen. Like they want it to happen, Lecrae and them, but it doesn't happen, bro. That's because there's there's a devil, truth. He exists. He's real. The devil knows that anything that has God's stamp on it, anything that has God's stamp, orthodox meaning. I'm not talking, I'm I'm a very unorthodox Christian. And and, and there's people all across the world that will argue with you that I'm not a Christian. And that's okay. I know my heart. I know what I do every day. I know what my movement does. I know what my movement's going to do. And quite frankly, you won't see me on Facebook bragging about it like 90% of your ministers do today with their ministry. They get on there, and as soon as somebody gets touched, they post it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You won't see that about me, and that's why 99% of you will think I'm off my rocker, because you won't see that on social media. All you're going to see is shit them and fuck on my Facebook page and also and you're gonna think he's way off his rocker. I'm not here to reach you. No, <laughs> You've already been reached by saying I'm not in the here 90s. <laughs> I'm here to reach the ones that are mad at you for talking shit about me on my Facebook. That's the mm-hmm. ones I'm here to reach. The yeah. ones that are defending me because they relate to me and my movement and relate to the fact of feeling alone and feeling like they have nobody. These are the people that I want to reach. Those are my people. Those are my people with my heart, and I love all of them. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the the approach, though, because I want to ask you, um, as far as the, the titling of the videos, is that something to kind of distance yourself, maybe even inwardly, a piece of like, hey, I'm this is behind me? Because a lot of the, like, on, on the titles of the videos, it'll say X ex-Christian rapper has lost his damn mind or this guy used to be a Christian rapper. Can you believe it? Um, is that to get the Christians to check it out or, or cause like if, well, if it's, a, if it's like a whole new demographic, you wouldn't need to do that. So what's, what, what's those titles for? Well, you know, I didn't change my name. Yeah. And a lot of people like new wine changed his name. Yeah. But new wine, I, I can guarantee you new wine did not do this for the same exact reason I did. Yeah. You'll never, see me in videos with six naked women in my bed with me. You'll never see me doing anything remotely like that. You won't hear me talk about banging hoes. You won't hear me talk about anything that I'm not living. And I'm not going to compromise myself to make any kind of money. This is not a compromise to me. This is an investment. I'm investing my gift to reach these people before they put a bullet in their head and before they overdose on Xanax following after dumbass rappers on, on YouTube that are just sitting around popping Xanax all day. Yeah. These yep. kids are role modeling after these rappers, man. And if rappers don't start outsmarting the devil and start figuring out new ways to touch these people's lives, it's OV. It's over. Yeah, that's a, that's a big thing, man. Uh, the whole discussion of like, you know, when we were coming up, it was people were dragging about 
being drug people are bragging about being drug dealers. I'm serving fiends. I'm selling ice cream. You know, all of this stuff about being the drug dealer, being the pimp, being the one that had the money. Now this generation of rappers are bragging about being the addicts. Like they're okay to to be on, on Zan. There's a new little YouTube rapper named Little Zan. Yeah, we just talked about him last night. Yeah, it's like they're they're bragging about it and then they're doing Instagram yeah. videos of them tossing Xanaxes <laughs> in their mouth and then they're dying and then they're coming up dead. Little Pete. Rest in peace, little Pete. But man, it's that image, bro. Like it like that's the consequence of it. Like if and you bro, want that Little Peep is the reason I came out of retirement. I was retired for six years. When Little Peep died, I never heard of him before. Same. I started, I started going on YouTube and reading all the comments from all these 10, 12, exactly. 14, 16-year-old kids crying their eyes out saying that they lived and breathed Little Peep and yep. that their, their life is lost without him. And I said, you know what? I think it's time that I come back. But I said, God, I'm not coming back doing Christian music. Yeah. I'm not. I said, I refuse. I got 11 Christian albums. I sold 54,000 CDs out of the trunk of my car, Truth, and you know that to be a fact. I did that. I was out there every day, man. I grinded. I gave my whole entire career and everything that I existed for, for ministry and for the church. And I said, if I come back, I'm doing this for these kids. I'm doing this for these people that need some sort of positive reinforcement. From the naked eye, you're going to think, man, this music is negative. It is what it is. 99% of the people that's listening to my music are already negative. Yeah. But to them, to them, it's it's medicine. Yeah, medicine for the people. Dude, people that are living in the church, man, if they're, if they're you know, predominantly positive people, they're going to hate my music. <laughs> it wasn't written for them, though. Yeah. Just because you write music don't mean everybody's going to relate to it. No doubt. I write music with specific people in mind. I think about the kid who's role modeling after Pete and he's popping Xanax every night. So I write a song called better. Better is inside you. You just got to be it. You just got to be it. Chain up the demons inside of your being, release all the bullshit and free it. I write songs like that to those people that are in that spot. You feel me? Yeah. I see. I watch the news. I watch the media, man. I write songs based on what I see to try to reach these people, man. This is just some bullshit. I haven't sold my soul to the devil just to make money. I haven't made a that's dime. What, that's what people would say, yeah. Of course they're going to say that. I haven't made a dime off any music that I've done since I've come back at all. Not one dime. It's coming, trust me. It's coming. The buzz is being built. We've had over 100,000 views in two videos in 18 days. Over 1,000 shares already. The videos are going viral. A lot of people are talking right now. And there's a lot of people talking negatively about me, and that's okay. You just did a song with Smoke, right? Is that who was in your, your new video, Smoke? Yeah, Smoke Corleone. He's the guy I've known for a long time, but I, I you know, I believe in the guy. He's got an amazing amount of talent. I mean, to, and to be real with you, bro, I've lost 2,500 friends on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter because I wear eyeshadow on my face and nail polish on my hands. If that don't tell me that the church is twisted, that a former Christian rapper who they've never even heard the music because I come out that I'm going to come out and do gangster rap or do explicit music, whatever you want to say, and they see my imagery, you block me and race me on Facebook because I'm my imagery, you should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I, I am closer to God than I've ever been in my entire life. And you ask anybody that's around me, that knows me, 
I definitely do not bullshit around when it comes to Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. He is my Savior, regardless. And anybody that's around me knows that he's my boss and knows that he's my maker. I don't hide that, and I will never hide that. It don't matter. Satanists, devil worshipers, and witches, bro, that are yeah. all one part of Alien Gang. Yep. Chew on that comment. They can get it. <laughs> they can Satanists, get it. <laughs> witches and yep. devil are all wanting to be a part of Alien Gang yeah. because they feel the same way that I do. Alone. I felt so alone. And none of the church folks were ever there for me. They weren't there for me. I've tried to kill myself 12 times, truth. And I can't think of many Christians outside of my mother. And maybe, maybe four or five others literally in my entire life who were there for me. I mean, it's, it, it disgusts me, man. You know how many people are hooked on drugs, bro, that when I'm having a bad day, they call me and tell me they love me? We're talking people that are on heroin, bro. Yeah. Calling me, telling me they love me. The church should be ashamed of itself. That, was a, towards people. that was a big one for me, man, because like I, when I was doing ministry, I had a, a lot of people who were in my corner, most of them because I had something to offer, right? And it's always the people who have something to offer or whatever. But uh, I had these different ministries and ministers and evangelists and stuff. And I would talk to them on the phone. And before they hung up, they got to a point where they would tell me they love me on the phone. And when you're on the phone with another man and, you know, what I'm saying you tell me that now. But and I think maybe even you back in the day. But for the first time being on the phone with a man and like, all right, bro, I love you, bro. And you're like, how do I respond? Do I say I love you, too? Like, how do I, you know? And I was like, and I had to take, make that conscious effort. All right, bro. I love you too. And I meant that, right? Hang the phone up. All right, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, man. My wife's like, who's that? Oh, that's so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You guys get off the phone like that. And I meant it. And then when you go through the struggle, when you have a change of, of, of heart or your faith is tested, or maybe from their perspective, maybe you're going through the darkest time you've ever faced. But then those guys are like, love you, bro. And nowhere to be found. Absolutely. You don't know how you many know. people, and this last week, there's a guy that came on my Facebook page, and uh, his initial reaction, uh, he was, F alien gang, you fake this. Yeah, I've hate. seen a couple of them, yeah. I'm talking, dude, this talking trash about me, man. Well, I got upset, and um, I put him in his place initially, and then I said, you know what's sad, bro? I said, you're just like us, you just don't even know it. And he said, no, I'm nothing like you. He said, I'm smarter than you. I said, uh, I, I sense you're crying out for help, bro. And I said, you know what? I love you, man. This guy got quiet, bro. And he posted on Facebook and tagged me in it. And he said, my whole life, all I wanted was what this one guy that I don't even know who I was being a total dick to. He said, this guy gave it to me. And I would never have expected it from someone that looks like him. And I said, dude, I love you, man. This dude... No disrespect to me. He's apologized to me. I mean, he straight up feels the movement. He wants to be down with the movement. If y'all listen to what I just said, though, man, this guy, I'm talking borderline atheist, if not right over the edge. I don't even believe there's a God. Dude, so many people are getting outsmarted by the devil right now, man. The, the old ways of pick up your Bible and preaching people on a street corner is dead, bro. The devil's outsmarting all of you. There's yeah. a new way reach people and you have to love them. You have to accept them and you have to be there for them, regardless whether you believe or, or even 
accept what they do. It's not up to you. God is a big enough God to, excuse me, he's a big enough God to deal with those people's hearts that you don't have to. You can't. do is love them. Love them, be there for them. Pray for them. Let them know you're there for them. You don't got to force anything. Let God deal with their heart, man. In his timing, he's going to touch their life. And if you're around, I'm going to tell you right now, bro, I I ministered to people when I was doing Christian rap, and I led them to the Lord. I've led over a 1,000 people to the Lord, bro. And literally, I've led these people to the Lord. God has showed me. He showed me how I messed up, and it's because I didn't know no better. I would lead somebody to the Lord. I would take them down a new road, get them out of the drug deal trait, get them into churches. The first, the moment that they fell away from God and stumbled, the devil told them, I'm the guy they should avoid. So when they would fall, they'd go back to drugs. They wouldn't want me to know because they wouldn't want me to be ashamed of, to be disappointed in them. Yeah. So what would they do? they put my number on the mutant block list. And so that I could never talk ever again. I remember what that. What point did I do? Yeah, I led them to the Lord and all that. But what point did I do? They don't have any godly friends now. They've rejected every godly friend that they had. I would, in my honest opinion, rather be their friend, love them, be there for them. If they ever want God in their life, and if they ever hit rock bottom and want to take their own life, who do you think they're going to call? And they will. And they will. They do. They do on a weekly, if not daily basis, bro. It's weird. It's weird because um, the whole Christian thing, bro, it's like you can you can meet somebody, have this camaraderie, whether you lead them to the Lord or not. But you guys are building, talking daily, breaking bread in the moment in the moment they go back to drugs. You don't hear from that person again. You like, hold on, bro. I still love you. I don't give a damn what you're doing. It's because we have become the definition of perfection and we are pieces of shit that need Jesus. We need him as our savior. All of us. Nobody's better than anybody else on this earth. Yes, we're royalty in his eyes, but we're sinners. I'm the same sinner. He's the same sinner. We're all sinners. We're all filthy rags without the Lord in our life. So I don't ever want, I have the words, I am nobody tattooed on my chin, bro, to never forget where I come from. Yeah. I'll never be any better than anybody else on this earth ever. I will always be the same whether I'm driving a Bugatti or I'm driving a Pontiac. It does not matter. I have no money or I'm filthy rich. I will always be the same. Without God's grace and without what he's blessed me with, I would be nothing. And that's the truth, man. I don't ever want to act like I'm better than nobody else because I'm not. So you see this, uh, it's safe to say that um, you, you, you still approach this um, ministry-minded. Is that I, safe to say? Absolutely. I don't do Christian music. I don't want any part of Christian music. I have no, no focus on anything church-related at all. Nothing. I want to make good music. I want to make music that my fans relate to. That's what I want to do. And that's what I'm doing. I'm making music for them, for the alien game. The people that join this movement, they're my family, like distant cousins. In the future, people that join alien gang all across the United States and all across the world, they'll get perks for being in the movement. They'll get discounts on their show tickets to my shows. 
They'll get discounts on their merch because they have the tattoos on their body. These people rep it. They're getting tattooed behind their ears, on their faces, on their hands, just visible to where nobody can hide it. These people rep it. I've given them a new identity. Now they don't feel like they're nothing. Now they don't feel like they're nobody. Now they say, I'm an alien. That's who I am. I'm anyone lost in earth's neglect. I'm just like you. And they're spreading. All right. This isn't coming from me. I'm playing, de- I'm playing devil's advocate because I've come from, I've got everything that you got, bro. I got it too. Right. Um, but so they would say, okay, if you love these people and you're giving them a way out, some would say you don't love them. You're just playing off of their hurt, playing off of their emotions. If you love them, you'll tell them the truth that they need, they, they, that they need Jesus and need to repent. What would you say to that? Uh, I do do that, but it's a time and a place. You know, if you do that to certain people at the wrong time, they'll <laughs> to you. You're I'm right, man. You, that's exactly what they'll do, bro. If you talk to people who are on drugs, if they're hooked, you there's no telling them. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I told this morning on the phone, the guy that was doing K2, I said, dude, my exact words, that shit's going to kill you, bro. All I'm trying to do is plant them nuggets of hope in him. One day he'll get fed up with it. I've prayed for him many times. I've prayed for him. I've fed him, bought him clothes. When nobody else bought him Christmas presents, I'm the one that, me and my girls only bought him Christmas presents. You know, we're there for him. He's on the streets, man. He's been on the streets since he was eight years old. He's 25 years old. He's out there every day holding a sign trying to make it. Yeah. Where's the church at? You know, what are they doing for this dude? I don't want to push him away any further than what he's already been pushed away. I want to be his friend. If I can be his friend for 20 years, I can make a bigger impact in those 20 years than the church could ever do by coming up trying to get him to say sinner's prayer. Because that guy's going to have a relationship with Jesus after those 20 years, I guarantee you. You don't have a relationship with God the moment you meet him. You don't even know who he is. You don't even know what he sounds like. You don't even know what his voice sounds like. You can't even hear him. So just us saying a sinner's prayer is one thing, but you know as well as I do, it takes years before you hear God's voice correctly. Yeah. Start seeing him from bumper stickers and other friends saying stuff and hearing pastors. <laughs> this. That's the way you hear him because you can't hear him. Mm. And the only way to hear him is to get closer to him. It takes time. You've been walking with God for 25 years. Let me ask you this. What do you miss about gospel rap? Like, I know there was some stuff that was good. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not, a damn, not a damn not a damn thing i don't know how and this is a shame bro and yeah i'm not trying to yeah I'm, I'm not trying to throw fire on anybody man i'm not man yeah ask me just ask me how many churches have not paid me when they promised me they were going to pay oh my god how many or, churches or or, or they they, they ask you to come that they never did now now watch this Ask me how many clubs yeah. have never paid me. Yeah. You're, you're right. 100% right. How many, how many mainstream festivals and places where they're, they're centered in, in their, their cover-ups for drug activity? How many of those places have never paid me? And you tell me who's loving their neighbor anyways, you know? They can be dirty, bro. The, the church folks can be dirty. That was one of the things that, that showed me when I started working with secular artists. There was pros and cons from coming from a Christian perspective of making that transition. 
But when I started working with secular artists, like it, it was professional versus dealing with the church people and like your church brothers who won't work with you because you believe something a little bit different. And there was brothers who like we were building with for years and they would get under a different theology and they want nothing to do with you just because they believe the Trinity is a little bit different. I'm like, wow, you guys are willing to break fellowship over these little bitty things that it's just apples and oranges. Like it's, it's not even, it's not even a big deal, but you guys are so different relationships. All of us. So we can't look at it like, well, if you believe differently than I do, then you're, you're wrong. And I'm right. It should never be that way, man. It's, it's just like, uh, the Lord told me, it's like a, a basketball player. You know, if he's hanging out with, uh, you know, kids that are lesser of him, like a college player is hanging out with high school kids, he shouldn't get mad if the guy can't do what the college kid could do because he don't know no better. He's in high school. He's still learning. Yeah. So he should be treated like he's a high school player instead of like a college player looking down on him and condemning him because he can't do 360 dunk shit. And he can't do the stuff that you can do. It's like a pro like LeBron James getting mad at an elementary kid because he can't jump at the free throw line. You I'll know? bring this. He can't he can't do three sixty dunks, but he can he can shoot a three really good. Well, and you so know. we we you know what I'm saying? So we need to value them for what they're good at. Not exactly. like, oh, you can't three sixty dunk? Get away. No, you're good at other things, bro. You can you, you're part of the family. You're needed. There's a place for you. But I right? use that terrible man for like when people say uh you know uh you're not supposed to cuss i'm like well who told you that oh, well it's in the bible yeah. a lot of stuff in the bible is i mean i don't and this might cause some controversy but i don't follow the bible i follow jesus <laughs> there's go. a big difference uh, there's a lot of stuff in the bible if you read it if you read it out of text you're already screwed anyway and that's how the majority of Christendom is, I know, is getting by. The Bible is the Bible is Christianity, but the entire first half of the Bible, Christianity didn't even exist. So there was no Christianity. Jesus is the faith behind Christianity. He wasn't even alive then. <laughs> so when people read it. They're reading it from a perspective of Christianity, but Christianity didn't even exist. Yeah. You have to read the Bible for what it is. I read it, ask God if he wants me to to learn something from it, but I take every word that's in the Bible that Jesus said, those red letters, to the bank. That's that's what I live by. Well, let me ask you this. That's why I'm covering tattoos. I'm going to ask you, I know a lot of Bible verses and biblical stuff. (laughs) Um, So, so you say you read the Bible and you ask God what, what he would have uh, to show you or to teach you. Um, People having spiritual awakenings, like they don't just see God in the Bible no more. They see God in everything. Right. So watching a movie, going to taking a trip, do you pray that prayer? as well do you go with that intention okay god i'm watching this movie teach me are you are you a student of life does god speak to you through everything i don't ask the lord that but he does it anyway exactly you don't have to consciously ask it once you already know well the lord told me he said i can use it he said i can use a dirty vessel i just can't live in one he told me that plain as day when it came to other rappers 
I've seen people get saved off of Jay-Z music. Yeah. I've seen people give their life to the Lord off of Little Wayne's music. You know, I've watched it. I've seen people get touched, save their lives, stop killing themselves over uh, some satanic music. Because yeah. God used the music, and he used the ordeal, he used the scenario <clears throat> to reach those people where they were anyways. That's what yeah. he did. He doesn't need the Bible to reach you. He doesn't need me to reach you. Yeah. He's he, life. he knows every single odds and ends. You could be going and taking a piss in a gas station and look over on the, on the, on the stall, and somebody's got Jesus loves you and hasn't forgotten about you. Yeah. Watch the team. <laughs> it doesn't matter, like, how. It's about yeah. God is God. He is on the throne. He is God. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. And just because they might not think that orthodox-wise I might look like somebody that's reaching people, they need to open their eyes and their heart to something different. Because the church, last time I checked, is in a very sick state right now. A very sick state. There is so much stuff going on inside those walls. I know deep stuff. Like yeah, you do too. I mean, you know, you know where I'm. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Let me let me ask you this, man. Uh, I want to talk about karma. I want to talk about karma a little bit. Um, and, and you don't even have to call it that, but the, just the idea of reaping from, what you sow. from reaping what you sow from from where you came. Okay, so so you're getting the back backlash now. I'm um, trust me. Absolutely. I could I couldn't help but look at at the stuff I dished out over the years. People are people. I'm past it now. I'm some years removed, but um, that transition. Um, people were treating me like I treated others. You're going to hell, bro. You're a false prophet. You're leading people astray. Like I've said that about other people, and I, I could only I can only look back. Like, damn, this I is know. my karma. Dude, I, I did, did this to people. Dude, I. You know, you know what my karma is. My karma is having people tell me. You kicked me out of your tattoo shop for saying the word damn. I remember that. You would only do Christian tattoos for a minute. Bro, and I said, I'm so sorry. My daughter last night, she said, Dad, you wouldn't let me go to a concert because they were going to be cussing in the concert. Mm-hmm. You're cussing in your music. Yeah. I said, Paradise, I said, your dad was very immature then. I had to learn. I get it now. It's way too late. I can't take it back. There's tons of people that I literally, I'm ashamed of myself the way I yeah. used to be, bro. I, I can't you, man. believe, I cannot believe the stuff that I said to people, the way that I treated people, truth, man. It, it, it makes me cry often, man, because I think about how I was so judgmental. People would come in just mild stuff, man, that didn't even, it shouldn't even been a big deal. They'd come in and they'd sit in the shop and they would say shit. And I'd go, hey, man, don't cuss in my shop. <laughs> yeah, it killed that whole feel, witness. They would feel so rejected. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to teach you some respect. And in reality, they were like, I'm never coming back here ever again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it hurts my feelings, man, that I did that to people. And if anybody's watching that I did that to, which I'm sure there will be people to watch this, because there's so many people talking shit about me right now. It's unreal, bro. The church is... is 
they're going haywire on me. And that's completely cool, man. I don't make this music for you. So I'm not really concerned what you say. I want these people that I'm, that I know I'm supposed to be reaching. There's a weird, I'll tell you this though, Kaylee, there's a weird place that, um, I got to because there was a there was some places and it was all social media like nobody really pulled me to the side I'm like hey truth man what do you believe man what's going on like nobody ever did that and I'm I was in ministry and did all the same thing you were doing so but the social media stuff because your life is out there like an open book and people would reach out and people would they would talk shit like you're saying you're going to hell you're a false prophet you're gonna burn forever like like really you know and you get all of that hate. But then it gets weird when it stops. It does get weird when you're like, damn, just, they, they kind of gave up on me. At least they don't know how to help. They, sometimes they're trying to help. That's all they know to do. They're like, well, damn, I'll let me say, reach out to Kaylee. I'll, I'll <laughs> you tell know? you like this, man. And this is just honest to God. It's the only way I know to put this because this, this, is, this is what I see. This is what I'm trying to do. This is who I'm trying to reach. Yeah. The people that are on my pages, on my videos right now screaming, Trash, fake, false prophet, former yeah. Christian, my ass, blah blah blah. They their comments are blind to me. I don't even care. But the ones that will comment on those posts to defend you, exactly, and they'll say, "F you, you keep your mouth shut about him." I love this guy, and I love his music. It's that person right there. That's the person that relates to me. That's the person that that is is hear me is alien gang. That person is the definition of what alien gang is. Our our mission statement, everything we are as as a movement. That person right there with that f you comment to the person who's talking bad. That's the person that belongs here. And I message those people. And tell them, I accept you. You have no idea, bro, just from feeling accepted, how these people will cry. They'll tell me nobody's ever accepted me. Nobody's ever given a shit about me. Dude, the church should be very, very ashamed of themselves for the way they're treating these people, man. These people, these churches, they're not outreaching these people, man. They forgot about these people. They completely forgot about the same people that they're forgetting that at one time in their life they were. How can you, at one time you was on drugs, doing crack, doing meth, doing all this <laughs> other bullshit that you were doing before you gave your life to God. And then after you give your life to God, you forget where you came from. So all of a sudden you meet a guy who's on crack and you don't say a word because You've got kids now, and you don't want that around your kids. But at one time, that was you, brother. That was you on the street corner holding a sign, and people were throwing shit at you when they were driving by. How little we for how how quick we forget who we were before we came to God. I'll never forget the last multiple years of my life when I've been at the bottom, bro. Had nothing. Feed my kids with chains, bro. This is real life. I went from making six figures a year to God taking me and pruning me, cutting me at the very bottom and growing me into this human being who gives a shit about these people, truth. I used to not. I used to think I was better than everybody else. Yeah. Think I was better than everybody else, bro, and that I was above people. I'm not above nobody, bro. And these people, they need somebody to say, hey, I love you, and I'm here for you. 
and I'll be here for you if you need somebody to talk to. Yeah, because if we understand, like, even in the church circles, man, like, they have the platforms and the risers and stuff for a reason, where they're up talking down, and they're like the celebrity talk, they're talking down to people. You're going out there rubbing shoulders talking to them, not talking down at them, but out there talking to the people, man. I, I've, I've been checking out your videos. I've been checking out the comments, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I know the feeling, man. Um, one thing I, I want to I bring up something that uh, – uh, years ago, I don't even know if you you remember this. You may remember this, but um, you had a, a necklace on that had a, I think it was like a triangle with an eye in it. Yeah, exactly. and, and, and it was when I was studying the Illuminati, and I was like, Kaylee, bro, you got to take that necklace off, bro. That's the Illuminati, man. You're like, no, that eye represents sight, the one who's able to see, and God shows us visions. And you gave me the explanation, and I wasn't hearing it. I was like, nope, that's demonic, well, you- brother. You're forgetting what that charm was made up of. Talk a little bit about three, it. It was three 2,000-year-old nails, remember? Okay, yeah. And it had a widow's mite in the center. That's what it was. It looked like an eye. Yeah. You initially thought it was an eyeball, and I explained to you that was that was a widow's mite from the Bible, and those nails were found in Jerusalem. They were 2,000-year-old nails. They were carpenter nails. And Jesus was a carpenter. And it looked like a triangle with an eyeball in the center. Yeah. But it was never supposed to be that. It's funny that uh, just, the, just the symbolism. And then now, I mean, I've got, I, I, get, I love symbols. I love symbols. And this, you know what I'm saying? Symbols only have the power that you give it. Like when you see the tattoos as symbols, like it just, it means you have to be able to read the symbols too. And they mean different things to different people. Let's talk about what the words that come out of my mouth. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. If you said, dang and i said damn they both are one and the same they 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 are the exact same i mean there's not a christian word for the word damn and that's not the word dang or you can't say crap and you meant to say shit but it means i'm saying they, they're the same thing they're just words it's they mean the same my heart's they, condition in the way that i say it they mean the same thing, but um, sometimes, like, I'll, I'll curse on here a little bit, and there's some reasons why I, I try not to. Sometimes it's for uh, uh, ad reasons, like they won't monetize you if you got a lot of cursing and stuff. But um, I, I'll curse a little bit, but when I curse, it's, I try to, it's because it's the best word to use. I want you to know how I feel about that situation. And, if I, and when I tell you that Christians, it's a difference when you say, then people don't care about you versus then people don't give up about you. Right. I mean, well, like that's, that's how I felt. I want you to feel it. They don't. You're still in the, you're still in the uh, and you'll always be that, I guess, be that way, bro. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that, but you're still in that religious box that you, you have to follow with the religion. You have to follow with those rules and guidelines in order to be put into the box that where you can be seen as a Christian. I'm literally, bro, I have so much freedom. I'm not concerned whether a kid, a Christian kid, hears the word damn. It, that, it's all irrelevant to me. Like, I, yeah. I'm not in a place where I have, to, I have to follow those rules and regulations. The churches wouldn't let me be myself because they wouldn't pay me if I said damn on my music. So remember <laughs> I used to say trick in my music? Oh, remember yeah. Trigger. Say, oh, my music? <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> 
Remember why I used to did that? I, I, yeah. I've been doing the same thing I've been doing for years, Truth, and you know that. The only difference is that the line that was there is in non-existent now. There is no line. Isn't it? Um, isn't it? Isn't it funny? And you should do this, bro. Because I, I joke about this, but you should do this. You should go back and rework some of your old music. I know you hate it. I know it's ugly to you, but go back, grab a song, maybe just just to show them. Change the word demon for um, another word. Because we we used to joke about that. You can you, all you gotta do is I'm killing all you. I'm killing all you demons. I'm running on them demon with the forty five. Put it to it. You like that's how we're talking. Like, dude. We're doing gangster rap. We just changed change one word. word. If you change the word demon to bitch, you've got a gangster rap song. <laughs> got to rework it, man. Got to rework it, bro. Just, um, it's all about your heart's condition. It's the way you say it. It's, yeah. It's my heart. See, God's going to know my heart, but the people listening won't. They won't know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it. And well, they will, they will now. They will now. Well, well, now. I'm reading the comments here, dude. You have no haters in the comment section here. We've got uh, a bunch of people watching, and everybody's like, hey, how do I find this music? This guy is dope. Um, let's see. There's another comment here. What's a good one? Let me see if I can find it right quick. Uh, Derek, this guy is incredible. What a powerful message and testimony. My prayers will be uh, following him, and he has my support. Like my people already know, man. Like they're they're the out, these are the outcasts too. These aren't church folks watching this podcast, bro. You know, I got an eyeball on my hat. People will tune in and see the eye. Just like when I thought that was an eye on your junk, I was like, hey, bro, those a red flag, man. You know what I'm saying? Of not knowing symbols and the power and what it means and be a person of vision. So yeah, they see, they they uh, get say, it, man. This is something the Lord just brought to my attention right now. <clears throat> I don't watch this guy on TV, but I know this guy is fired on uh, amongst the world, and you might even have a problem with him. But the Lord showed me how he is doing with me in rap music. It's the exact same way that Joel Osteen's approach to ministry was on television. A lot of people don't like him, but hear me out. Hear me out. Joel Osteen doesn't care about what we think, first of all, he's doing what God's told him to do. So nobody knows the amount of people that give their life to God behind closed doors, underneath the table, that's not on television, just because people think that he don't use enough Bible and he doesn't use enough doctrine and all this other bullshit. That's exactly what it is. Leave the guy alone. Leave me alone. If I do things that you don't agree with, pray for me, just like that guy just said. Pray for me. I can promise you that I'm the closest to God that I've ever been, and he is leading me and he's guiding me to go to where I'm going. It won't be long and you guys are going to hear me on your radio stations. It won't be long you guys are going to see me on your video stations. I'll tell you this right now. Don't be surprised if you see me at the Grammys and you see me at other outlets like that doing what I'm doing representing my movement on a worldwide level and just know that I'm about my father's business when you see me. Straighten it up, Kayleen. Um, let's talk about your tattooing a little bit, man, because that's a big part of your life. That's your livelihood as well. Um, you're an awesome tattoo artist. You've been able to tattoo a lot of celebrities, some really cool people. You tattooed uh, Brian Welch from Corn, and you in that birthed a song. You did a song with him out of that. Jelly Roll, I think Upchurch the Redneck. I mean, so many people that 
catch yeah. my attention, man. Talk a little bit about your tattooing and stuff, and, and some of the people that you've been able to meet in, in oh, those yeah. situations. Well, my website is tattooingthestars.com, and you can go check out my portfolio of the people that I've been able to meet and tattoo. But my mom had a dream I was supposed to be a tattoo artist in 2005, and I never wanted to be a tattooer. I was a full-time rapper. I was full-time for seven years in music. And um, my mom had that dream. Well, at the time, I was running out of options in my music. I traveled as far as Texas from Tennessee, selling my music all across the United States. I was running across people on a daily basis that had all my records. Like, it was the point where I, I just couldn't find many people. I signed 750,000 autographs on the streets of the United States on my own. Um, I did. And, and uh, my mom had that dream. I was looking for a way off the streets. So I pursued tattooing based on my mom's dream and found out I had a gift that I didn't even know I had. So I didn't know that God was going to take me down a road where I was ministering to uh, the amounts of people that I've ministered to. I've stopped people from killing themselves. I've been apart five days before people have blown their brains out, and I was the last person to ever share God with them, ever. And I've had 17 clients that's passed away. God showed me how valuable tattooing is. And how this is stuff that people are taking to the grave. This is real talk. The stuff that conversations they have behind the, 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 the chair with me are stuff that I don't publicize. I am going to work on a book eventually. And it'll be a, a book about the stories, changing the names of the people, the stories that I've had the opportunity to listen to and be a part of their life through tattooing. But I felt disvalidated with my own life because my music had failed. I felt like uh, I felt like my life wasn't validated by through tattooing. I felt like I needed to feel like I was important, and and it, and it bothered me because for so long I used to get letters in the mail from people saying my music touched their life, and now tattooing is a totally different ball game. People hating on me, disrespecting me, it's just a totally different world for me. <clears throat> the tattoo business is very dark. Five of the, or two of the five top two tattoo tattoo artists in the world are all satanic. They're satanists, and so it's very dark business. And uh, I was this small light in a dark place. So I missed it, and I figured out a way that I could feel validated through my tattooing was through if I tattooed a famous person, somebody that was in a celebrity status that was going out doing shows in front of fifty thousand people on television. I felt like if I tattooed them, you know, visibly, that wherever they go, I would kind of go with them. Yeah. So I feel like I'd see me on TV. I'd see me at an NFL game. I'd see me at a Major League Baseball game. I'd see me in a rap video. So I felt like I could validate my own life through tattooing that way. So I met you know, Head from Corn. I tattooed both sides of his face. I tattooed one on his ribs. And you guys can go to YouTube and look those videos up. Just type head from corn gets tattooed, and you'll see my videos of me tattooing him. Um, I've tattooed uh, number one hit country artist, Low Cash, uh, Taylor Taylor Phillips, who wrote uh, Hurricane by Luke Combs. I've tattooed um, Upchurch the Redneck, Frazier Boy, who's a 3-6 Mafia, who won an Oscar for uh, Hustle and Flow, the drummer for the band Red. I've tattooed um, Bubba Sparks. I did the American logo on Bubba Sparks' neck. I've tattooed um, Caleb Plant. He's a 16 and 0 professional boxer who fights with Mayweather. You guys will see him soon. He's living in Vegas now. I do identify tattoos on him. 
Eric Walden, starting outside linebacker for the Titans, Green, uh, Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, uh, number 93. I did 10 tattoos on him. Um, I've tattooed Craig Campbell, who's a big, big country artist. who was on tour with Luke Bryan recently. Uh, I've tattooed the band Perry. I've tattooed so many, so many, so many people. Kings of Leon. Um, there's just so many, so many that I've been able to tattoo. Mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to be in their life. And, and Michael Ray, he's another number one country artist. Got two or three number one hits. I tattooed him. Did a quarter sleeve on his arm. Uh, I love traveled on tour buses with these artists, man. And now that I'm not in the shop no more, I'm completely mobile as a tattooer. My cell phone six one five six nine two nine three three nine. If y'all need a tattoo, I'll do tattoo parties. I'll come to your house. Yes, I will. Get it how you live. Nine two nine three three nine. Get it how you live. We got I'll post all your links in the description as well. Um, we got a we got a phone call here. This uh, caller's been on for a while. I believe I know who it is, who it is but uh, caller from uh, Northwest Arkansas. Who are we speaking with? On a Hughes, y'all know who this is. How y'all doing today? What's going on, brother? You got a question for Kaylee or a comment? I know you do. Uh. Well, um, well, I guess, first of all, I just need to say, Alien Gang, it's like, love what you're doing, Kaylee. It's like, it's like I've been following the movement, love the music, been hitting me as well. It's like, uh, when I was four, I was dying of autism, I was pretty much born to be lost in nurse and neglect to begin with. And so I relate, been following the movement, loving what you're doing. And I have no tattoos, and so my first tattoo is going to be an Alien Gang tattoo. Awesome, I love you, man. Like love you too, brother. It's like that's all we gotta do. We gotta spread this love, man. It's what we're made yeah. to do, pretty well, much. Just stay on, stay posted with me on Facebook. You ever need me, you call me, dude. You message me. I definitely will, cause I know we're friends on Facebook, and I've been uh, sharing your stuff on Instagram. I just shared your newest uh, video today on my Instagram account. So. Oh, thank you, brother. Yeah, it's like I'm enjoying okay. this conversation. <laughs> It's like because I like calling on this podcast, it always seems to be something that's hitting me. So I always like to call in, put in my two cents, and just give my shout yeah, out bro. and my love pretty much. You're a, a, a part of the show too, man. People know you. <laughs> so they know you, bro. Yeah. It's like I just think it's funny because I, I do hit, I write and record my own hip hop, but I mainly do a Christian slash spiritual hip hop rap. Don't hate me on that, but. <laughs> it's like, bro, you gotta, bro, I was, you gotta follow God yourself. You gotta do what God told you to do. Yep, that's what it's about. I don't ever yep. try to lead people. I don't try to lead people to do what I'm doing. I don't think a lot of people could do what I do. To be honest, right? That's right. I don't. A lot, and I would, I would discourage a lot of Christians, especially baby Christians, from doing this because there's a lot of them that didn't make it that thought that they would go into the world. A lot of people don't realize it, but like Paul Wall used to be a Christian rapper. Yep. Yep. Chameleon, mm-hmm. Chameleonaire used to be a Christian rapper. Uh, Nappy Roots used to be a Christian rap group. Um, Slim Thug used to be a Christian rapper. Katy Perry. Katy Perry used to be a worship leader. Yeah, amazing a lot at of, that. A lot of Katy Perry was bad, go. boy. A lot of people won't be able to go where I'm going. I'm going knowing exactly what I'm doing, how I'm going to get there, and exactly what to say detailed instructions from God on what I'm to do, where I'm to go, what I'm to say. And I'm following his lead, and I'm not going to get off that path at all. 
Nice. Another thing I want to comment on was I loved how we were talking about language because um, that's kind of one of the things I like. I want I don't want to say struggle with, but kind of like I'm indifferent on because like on my music I usually don't curse. I now I will I say that hell damn and ass those usually aren't curse words as some of those are mentioned in the Bible, but for the most part I keep my music clean. However, when I'm on the mic, you hear you can you get me out in public. I can curse like a sailor sometimes, and <laughs> it's just one of the things I've been. I've been indifferent on, and I honestly have been thinking about doing just one kind of like, well, not really a Christian song, but it would be like a, pretty much it would be called a, excuse me for saying it, it would be called Fuck the Devil, and it would pretty much have every curse word in the book. (laughs) Uh, Bro, I've already already been there and done that, man. (laughs) I've already been there and done that. I I got shirts that say Fuck the Devil that I'm getting printed for Alien Gang. And they're gonna have a, a set of bones that's in a finger now. It's in a flip in the middle finger, and it says "fuck the devil." Hashtag alien gang. Nice. Well, if I decide to make this song reality, Kaylee, it's like because I I know you said you don't you you don't want nothing to do with Christian or gospel rap, but if I do this song, I would gladly love to feature you on it. I would I would do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I just would have to. To be honest, I've had a lot of people message me about doing songs like that, and I just don't. I have to follow God. I have to do what he tells me to do. I have to, I have to be, I have to be where I'm supposed to be right now. And I can't, I can't get off the path. So when people are like, Hey man, I want to do a song. I'm a Christian rapper. I'm going to say, that's not, it's not where I'm at right now. Your song is a little different. I would do that. <laughs> nice. Because uh, All right, Hunter, like appreciate the, you. Appreciate yeah. you calling Hunter. Uh, Love you, brother. Shalom to both of y'all. Gang, gang. All right. Shalom, brother. Uh, let's give let's give a little bit of honor, man. Talk a little bit about L. Ren, bro. L. Ren guitarist. Who? L. Ren did some guitar work for you in the past. You don't remember L. Ren, Lanford Ren, back no. in the MySpace MySpace days. No. He uh he he threw he did the guitars on on my version of um this is how we ride, and then you had someone else, but he, he supposedly reached out to you to do some more. Um, gu- guitars for you back then. Yeah, in Tennessee. He might have, but I don't. I don't remember all that. Okay. All right. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. He actually recorded the guitars on my full album. And well, uh, we yeah, have. I, yeah, he didn't. He didn't do guitar for me though. So I don't. Oh, I he don't didn't do no guitars for you. Not okay. that I'm aware of. Okay, I thought he did. No, the only that. guitars, the only guitars I've ever had on my music were played on people that were in house around me. Okay. <clears throat> uh, yeah, he's from hey, Tennessee. I could be wrong. El Ren, yeah. if you get some songs with me and you play guitar on them and I'm not acknowledging you, I apologize, bro. Okay. That's what's up. No, I just, um, uh, hey, you got to understand, bro. I've, I've been married three times, about to be divorced three times. I've been homeless three times. I've lost three businesses, foreclosures, three, three repossessions. I'm talking my life has been hell, bro to get to this place where I understand why I was going yeah. through all the hell. So did, did, little didn't you, like somebody playing guitar on my stuff is going to be very, very <laughs> way back, back in the brain. Did, so didn't you meet person. somebody um, recently who was, uh, so you had somebody come into your life that played a big role, a female, some years ago? I just seen like a change when someone came into your life. Yeah, well, the girl that's in my life now, she's, I've never met anybody like her in my life. We have the same birthday, bro. That's what's up, man. It was absolutely God when I met her, man. 
How long have you guys been together? I don't want to get into how I met her and and uh, the circumstances I was in, but yeah, you know, God God knows that everything happens the way He wants it to. He's He's my leader, man. So when stuff happens, I'm like, all right, God, what are you doing, man? I'll be honest. I had a lady just she just totaled my car December 20th in the middle of us spinning 360 degrees on the interstate, bro. I had my girl's hand, and I said, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, we're going to be okay. God's going to let us, nothing happen to us. Spinning on the interstate, she hit us. We were doing 50 miles an hour, bro. She spun us out. We're spinning, and we land sideways in the median, almost going into the other oncoming traffic. I was asking God immediately, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I still don't know what he did there, but I know that if it was anything, it was to, it was to show my girl that, God is in control, and no matter what happens, he will, will always provide for his kids that are on his path, that will always take care of his kids. He loves us, man. He's not forgotten about us, man. And if we're walking right, we got no worries ever. He's going to always take care of us. If you're living wrong, you're shit, you're shit up the creek already, man. And that would be my, my advice to you is to quit all that bullshit and turn it over to God before something bad happens because you can't. You can't act like that, man. God, God will. He loves you, but he's not going to, you know, I've had have... <laughs> four or $6,000 drop in my pocket the day before I needed it or I was going to get convict, get a, uh, kicked out of my place of living, bro. Had people walk up and give me that kind of money because I trust the Lord. Did post it on Facebook that I needed it. it just happened. God's mm-hmm. good. He loves his kids, man. And when you're walking right, you have his favor, bro, and he's going to take care of you, man, hands down. I had um, years ago, I had a friend of mine who was like back and forth. He was an older guy, but he, he mentioned something about like being careful of how you live. And he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, bro, have you ever noticed when you when you're not living right, and you get away from the Lord, you just try to be careful because you think you might die. It's like when you start smoking crack again. I was like, ah, I've never I've never done. It. I can see where you're coming from. But no, I've never done. <laughs> Leave God. Yeah, I've, to never, go. I've yeah. never done it either. I don't. I listen to what he tells me, bro. I tell you, I don't I don't do nothing else. Yeah. If he don't tell me to do it, I don't do it, man. And that's just, that's where he wants all of us, though. He wants us all to a place where he's the boss. He's, he's the one you're, you're turning to. Not a man, not a human being. He wants us to turn to him. And that's what I encourage people that are in my movement. Turn to God, man. Give that shit to God, bro. Quit doing that bullshit or it's going to kill you. Give that to God, bro. Quit playing them games, man. And these people, they respect that because it's real. They respect it because it's love. I'm giving them love they never had before. Meet people where they are. Absolutely. Um, end of the episode, man. Was there anything that we didn't speak on that you wanted to kind of touch on? Anything no, you wanted to address? You think we covered everything pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I think people are going to know, you know, who I am and more about what I'm here for. I'm here for them. If they feel like they're alone, they feel like they don't have nobody to talk to, I eventually guys understand I'm building a team and eventually I'll have a team of people that'll all be people that's been through some shit. These guys know, they know this. I got people around me right now that used to have needles in their veins. They've been shot and stabbed. They were gangsters. I, I, these people been through it. I got people around me that's killed people. That's killed people, you know? And these people now, man, they're, they realize, look, I'm here to be a servant to these people, these kids, man. If y'all need somebody to talk to, y'all can message me. 
I'll try my best to respond to everybody. People message me all the time. I'm here for y'all. I love y'all. It's Alien Gang, bitch. 2018 mm-hmm. and beyond. It's on and popping. What's up, bro? Uh, one last question here is they want to know, um, this is from Christy. She wants to know, uh, do, have you ever uh, tattooed any of the Christian artists such as Seven, Pyrex, or Illuminate? You ever run into those guys? No, I, I've done songs with Seven, but never tattooed him. He's too far away. He's in Cali, but or he might be in Texas now. But no, I've talked to Pyrex and I've talked to Seven. Uh, Illuminate, I don't know who that is, but I mean, I tattooed, I tattooed some Christian <laughs> worship uh, leaders like uh, I tattooed uh, Russ Lee, who sings with uh, uh, what's the name of the group he sings with? Uh, forget. He's one of the guys, the main guys at Winter Jam every year with uh, Tony <laughs> Mack. Okay, that's what's I'll up. Forget, forget the uh, new song. New song. Oh, wow. Yeah. New song. He's the lead vocalist for New Song, but I tattooed him a couple of times and his son. Yeah. I don't tattoo a lot. Of, to be honest, Christians avoid me. And that's probably best because uh, I'm not here for them anyway. That's what's up, brother. I'm a weirdo. Hey. I'm a weirdo, bro. I'm not, I'm not your typical guy. I, I won't have much in common with, with, with religious <laughs> people, man. I, I'm, I have more in common with the people that are struggling to feed their kids than yeah. I ever will with some religious idiot that's going to try to tell me I'm going to hell. I'm like, take that shit somewhere else, man. So, so you heard it from the man himself. Um, many of you guys have your own own opinion. Some people fully uh, back what he's doing. You guys can see yourself within him and his, his story. I totally do. That's why I wanted to have him on. He's a good brother of mine. And, AlienGangGang.com. Uh, AlienGangGang. Alien I figured he was... He didn't say it and he didn't promote it, but I figured he was approaching this from a ministry-minded uh, point. And he's, you know uh, why, Truth? You know why? Because you know me. Exactly. I in the very beginning of my video, my first video that I released, the words that came across the front page, it said, before you judge me, you better know what the fuck you're talking about because if you truly know me, then you know where I'm headed. And people like you and much love the alter ego – you guys knew me as a human being before, and you knew Kaylee's up to something. There's no way he would turn his back on God. You damn straight, I wouldn't turn my back on God. <laughs> There's no way. The scriptures say you can't, dude. After you've tasted the goodness of God for you to turn your back, I knew something was up. I'm not I'm dumb. Dead right, bro. I, I'm, I absolutely am closer to him, and I'm so honored you'd have me on your show now. I, I believe you, man. I thank you for uh, sharing this space with me, brother. Much, much love, much success to everything that you're doing, brother. You're being authentic. That's what counts, man. You're making a living doing it. You're having fun. You're creating things, brother. I, I pray you continue to do it, man. Uh, thank you for coming on, hanging out with me, brother. I love you, too. Shalom. Kaylee, ladies and gentlemen, we go back, man. Like I, like I said, I started listening to Kaylee stuff in like uh, um, 2003, maybe. I want to pinpoint it. Maybe 2003, uh, checking out his stuff. So he was doing it early. So I got I got involved with Christian music a lot later, but very similar stories. And I see myself um, in his story and some of the things that I've dealt with coming out of religion to to be who God called me to be. And, and, and that journey, um, people people lash out and he's definitely going through that right now. And uh, hopefully um, you can hear a lot of my early interviews when I did a lot of podcasts. They sound a lot like Kaylee's. 
Like it was a lot. And, and I still talk about it now, but early on, it was a big thing. Like I'm, I'm talk, talking about the church realm and how they talked about me and how this and that and this and that. And it was a big part of my life and it still is. But um, you got to eventually get to the part where you're like, you don't have to address that anymore. You can kind of move past it. And it's big. And it's big for a lot of you guys who've come out of religion or come out of uh, some type of system of control or bondage, or you had to uh, be taught to perform and, and uh, be somebody that you're not. Um, that, that's big for you to find out, like I said in the last show, the two biggest days in a person's life is the day that they were born and the day that they find out why they were born. Once you find out why you're put here, um, Kaylee's approach is different. My approach is different. I'm ministry-minded, too. You guys know that. But if you let the other people tell it, they'll tell you that, that we worship the devil on this podcast. They tell you all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I've heard, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. So, uh, you got, so I'm, I'm glad that I gave him the, the platform to come on air and kind of speak his mind. And kind of, for those who care, they'll watch the interview. For those who don't care, they don't matter anyway. But it's like, hey, people want you to, to, to hear your heart. All you got to do is share this interview with him. Dude, why are you doing this, bro? What happened? Here, watch the interview. Gave you almost, you know, an hour and 20 minutes worth of uh, explanations about why I'm doing what I'm doing and what happened and, and pitfalls to look out for. You know, you got to learn from everybody's mistakes. You got to learn from everybody's successes, too. What's working for people? Obviously, he's seen that. That's working. Um, doing Christian music, gospel music, he had to kind of force his way into an audience and most people ain't going to listen to a white corny rapper. And then on top of that, a white corny Christian rapper, you know how many, you know how, how hard it is to break that stereotype. And, uh, Kaylee's trying to do that. And, um, I don't, I don't think that he, uh, has, has negated the gospel. I don't think that he's turned his back on God. I think he, I think I believe this for everybody right now. Kaylee is exactly where he's supposed to be. Kaylee is exactly where he's supposed to be right now. Loving. If he needs me, I'm here. And the same, same goes for all of you guys, whatever you're going through, man, the darkness, the trials, if you're on, on, if you're on the mountaintop or you're going down through the Valley, there's something, there's something there for you to learn, man. Um, there's peace and there's grace that's available for you no matter where you are. Um, and I've learned that if we want to get to the next level, we have to be faithful with the things that God has put in our laps and what he's trying to show us. And so um, that's, that's what it's about learning from everything around us, learning from what's going on and trying to get to the next level to become a better person to ascend, ascend spiritually, make it to the next level so that we can help people. It's not about bragging rights. It's not about ego. And I wanted to talk to him a little bit about that, but a lot of the early Christian rap is like ego driven. And even now um, in the, in the Christian genre, and I've touched on this with a few other Christian rappers I've had on here. I've had a lot of Christian rappers on here. That's where I come from. But um, it, it gives a false sense of hope doing gospel music. And I'll tell you why. So doing Christian rap, when you go to a church and you perform, and I know this is uh, it's a funny way of having this conversation, guys. Oh, my God. But when you go to a church to perform, you find out that everybody's a rapper. My uncle raps. He got a 40-year-old rapper, 60-year-old rapper. Like, everybody everybody raps. And they let them get up there on the stage. Some people rehearse. Some people are really good at it. But they let the people who, the people who suck get up there. 
random dude. Hey, let me rap. They let him up there. And when he's done, they give him a standing ovation. And that's not good. You're giving this guy a false sense of hope, a false sense of security, because in his head, it's like, hey, the whole congregation done stood up and applauded me. I might have a future in this. Let me sign up for next week. And, uh, and you have people who are doing it who aren't called to do it. And you've given them this false sense of hope versus like, hey, bro, stick to your day job. Tell them the truth. The world's telling them the truth. Why won't the church tell them the truth? Well, he might be called to it, brother. You don't know that. Tell these people the truth, man. You're, it's it's not good. That was one of the big things I've seen in, in, in Christian music. And, um, and then even people telling me, I've had people on the other hand tell me that, that I wasn't called to do it because they know I do uh, graphic art and um, I'm good at websites and videos and stuff. And they're like, man, I've had people say, truth, you know, you're not maybe called to do music. Maybe you're just called to help people who do music and do websites and stuff. But that was years ago. I think my music and catalog speaks for itself at this point. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. We've been live for like four hours almost now. So cool hanging out with everybody. Everybody's still going strong in the chat room. Uh, just quick roll call. <laughs> Chris says, nah, truth. You a rapper, bro. No doubt, man. Thank you. Uh, Chris Adam, Joshua, Christy, Inner 5X. He, if you're still watching, he has a question for Jordan Maxwell about Charles Fort. Wants me to ask him next time. Call in. U- utilize these phone lines, man. I, uh, I, have, I have to go through a little trouble to connect them, but they're, they're there so that people can call in. Indigo Seti, Alki, Pixie Forest, Kenny Rideout. My brother's back. And Kenny's makes a good good. <laughs> Kenny makes a good uh, argument here because he's talking about cursing and not being offended to curse. And he's like, I'm not afraid to curse in front of kids. And uh, but then he says, uh, talking about Kaylee was talking about checking people who cursed in, in his uh, uh, tattoo shop. And Kenny says, Yeah, but don't curse in front of my babies for real. LOL. No doubt. Don't don't curse in front of the little ones. And with that being said, I, I told one of one of my friends here, uh, Matt, who Matt watches this show with his kids. Matt Ladding, uh, he watches this with his daughter Chloe, and she sings the intro. She mouths the words to it, and he watches this with his daughter. So I made sure I put in here. I said, "Hey, this guy, he may curse a little bit more." So. Be warned if your little your daughter's you're on the bed with your daughter watching the show and you know he's uh you know all these f bombs you know what I'm saying so that that should be up to the discussion of the parent to uh to to do that so I wanted to make sure I made that known there in the chat room so cool and then again they're they're really YouTube's weird about letting you uh, monetize anything worth cursing in it or even um, uh, controversial topics. It's insane what's happening right now. So, uh, like I said, thank you guys for supporting my music. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. You are enabling me to continue to do this. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Uh, everybody who's supporting on Patreon, patreon.com backslash truth seeker. You can sign up for a dollar a month, $5 a month, $10, 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever you want to do. Um, you guys, uh, it means the world to me. And there's so many people who are, who are helping. And, uh, um, you get access to some cool stuff. You get access to unreleased music. You guys like me as a rapper. You think I'm pretty cool. There's brand new music on there. And I'm guess what? If you like my music, I'm getting better. 
I'm getting better. There's some good stuff. I'm excited to release this stuff um, um, globally or with the general public, right? I'm ready to make it public, but I owe it to the patrons because uh, they're supporting to keep it private. None of it. I've, there's like probably nine songs or something like that on there. And uh, I'm keeping it private. And there's new songs that I'm going to upload and some more stuff I'm working on. And you get access to my entire discography all by becoming a patron, jumping on board from helping uh, support what I'm doing. Uh, this show is free to consume. I used to charge for the second hour. I used to do an hour free. And then the second hour was only for supporters. I made it free. The show is free to consume. It's not free to make. You guys know that. Um, if you guys want to help, like I, I need a better computer. I need like you guys have noticed, like the show has been cutting off like in the middle of the show that I had Jordan Maxwell on last week and the computer restarted three times while I was in the middle of a conversation with him. It's just not strong enough to run all these programs. So anybody wants to donate, my birthday is tomorrow. My wife did a uh, GoFundMe campaign for my, for my birthday. Um, if you guys want to, uh, uh, donate, that's going to be going to, um, um, the computer fund. You know what I'm saying? So I can get some more memory and get an, another hard drive and all that good stuff and kind of upgrade. Patreon.com backslash true sticker. You guys are awesome. I'll read some of these closing comments. Let's see. Chanel, Adam, Christy. Yeah. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Christy says, can I use PayPal or prepaid? You can use PayPal. I use PayPal for almost everything. Um, Chris said he's going to buy the CD as well. LOL. Um, ready for the Sear album. No doubt. That's the next album. Can't wait to get on Patreon, says Christy. I'm not making excuses, but working a factory making 300 a week is tough. I believe that I believe that prophecy yesterday was for me, a new job on the way. Amen. I believe with you. I believe with you. Um, no, it is hard, man. And, and you know, um, so I, I've been there um, where $5 a month seems like a lot. Like it's a huge commitment. Oh, God. How much? $5 a month? Oh, my goodness. How am I going to pay this? I can't commit. Not that it was a problem of coming up with five dollars a month, but that was just the fear of commitment on top of the other bills and trying to add it and stuff. I have I have patrons and stuff that I support as well, um, but I, I understand. And you just get to a place where you're able to uh, to to do that. But I tell you what, stepping out in faith, man, um, five dollars a month should not be a, a problem for any of us. Um, it's it should not be a problem. We should we should have more than enough. Um, that we should be doing what we love for a living. Um, all that good stuff. That's what we're about. Like all these principles, these interviews are trying to hopefully formulate a way that inspires you to do that. Um, and I'm doing it because of you guys. Uh, the, I don't make a lot of money on the music. It's on. It's through the support, guys. Like I, like people don't buy music anymore. It is straight through Patreon. So I thank you guys. I could not do it. Like I have to buy beats. I have to pay uh, people to make beats. I don't do that. Uh, there's no way that I could do it at, at this point. And, and I, I haven't released an album since 2015 and uh, it's 2018. And so now like the support's coming out the woodwork. You guys are putting your money where your mouth is. You guys are showing your support. And it's not about everybody giving five dollars a month. Like you said, I got 14,000 followers on Facebook. If everybody gave a dollar, but that's not the case, man. I have people who give 50 and a hundred bucks a month because they believe in what I do. I'm blown away by that. I really am. I'm blown away that, that people still buy my music. They, they, they love it. I'm still in that elementary mindset of being grateful and have that gratitude that, man, my work and my art speaks to people so much that they're willing to spend their hard-earned money 
to, to purchase an, an album. That's awesome. So when I say thank you guys for supporting and enabling me to do this, I really mean it. I do. We don't, I don't make a lot of money. Uh, I'm trying, this is, I'm trying, man. Like all I'm doing is trying, you know, um, I'm trying to do this full time and, uh, We'll hope to uh, to do it. I believe we're going to do it. There's that doubt there. I can't lie to you. There's always that doubt that sticks in. And it's like, well, you're going to have to go get another job and you can't live off of a pipe dream. Trust me, doubt creeps into me too. But uh, so with that being said, thank you guys, man. Bottom of my heart. I love y'all. 2018 is our year. Let's get it. God bless. You know what? I want to pray. I mean, I didn't pray this episode. We prayed. I don't think I prayed the last episode either. But um, many people look forward to the prayer at the end of the show. Like that's their, that's, they fast forward to the prayer. You know what I'm saying? I, it was funny. I talked about it uh, yesterday that somebody was watching the Jordan Maxwell interview that I did. And and that, that show is not about prayer. That show is not really about spirituality. I try to weave some topics in there, but it don't really stick so it's kind of a hard episode to listen to. And then at the end, I prayed. I got a message from somebody who was listening to that. And out the blue, I prayed. It said the Holy Spirit fell upon them. They started to cry. They started to weep during a prayer at the end of an episode about aliens. I like, I like the subject matter. They started to cry. And, uh, and, God, and God met them there while they were listening to a podcast. And he was not expecting it listening to the Jordan Maxwell podcast. So I'm going to pray right now. God, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for your love that enables us and empowers us to be witnesses for you, God. God, you said you give us power to be witnesses, God. And that power is miracle working power, God, wonder working power, Lord, to go out, God, and be bold for you to see change in our communities, to see change in our own lives and the lives of our families and those around us. God, you said from Judea, Samaria, and then to the ends of the earth, God, I pray that we'll have change within our own homes and our own household, and then it'll just go to the next level. We'll see change on the job site. We'll see change in the communities, and then to the ends of the earth as well, God, that change starts with us, God. I thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts. I thank you that you're so beautiful. I thank you that you never gave up on us. Even when man, man has given up on us and women have, have given up on us, um, you never gave up. You've always been there. You said you're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I believe you, God. I thank you for your promises of yes and amen. I thank you that you have plans to bless us and to prosper us, God, and, 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 and hopes for a bright future for every single one of us listening to this, God. I thank you for that. I ask you to bless each and every person right now, whatever they need, whatever they're going through. If it's sickness in their body, God, I'm asking for peace right now. If it's sickness in their mind, God, if, if their mind is playing tricks on them, if they just have anxiety, restlessness, hopelessness, I speak peace in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace, God. Encounter these people, Lord. Let them be able to encounter you, God. Give them a song. Lift up their countenance, I pray in Jesus' name. Mighty name, God, we love you. Amen. Thank you, guys. Shalom.
Oh, y'all thought I was done? Look, Thursday night, man. We're doing a School of the Mystics. I got to promote it. Uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Those of you guys who are supporting on Patreon, you get to be a part of the School of the Mystics. It's going to be our our online community uh, building discipleship prayer uh, where we just get to be open with one another. I'm looking forward to that. All the info is on my website, School of the Mystics. Become a patron. You get access to that. Love you guys. Peace. Goodbye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.